welcome to Count Creepy Head Saturday Morning Monster Mash. Blah! <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to episode 14 of Count Creepyhead's Saturday Morning Monster Mash. If this was a TV show, it would be season two. Blah! Woohoo! Uh, we have joining the cast now, Ted McGinty. Wait, does that joke still work? Is it Ted McGinty? Who's the guy from Marcy Darcy, Married Children? Oh, God. <laughs> I forget. <laughs> I have no idea here. All right. This joke just went off the rails. Um, her, her new husband. I forget. Oh, we're, adding a, we're adding a plucky new kid. Yay. Well, Not now really. I am Ted McGinty. Um, this is episode 14, uh, where we're going to dive deep into our love of migraine headaches and being sick. Yeah. How's everybody doing? Pretty good, tired, but otherwise good. I'm Josh, doing how are your migraines? You know, I I had the joy today of thinking uh, I wasn't gonna get like double allergy and pressure headache because it was supposed to storm all day today and tomorrow, and I was really looking forward to the relief. And it got really, really, really close to storming, and then all of the clouds moved out. Mm. And so you have a headache. And, like, I'm just left with that lingering, I had a headache earlier feeling. Oh, God. Um, but also, if I step outside, I start sneezing like crazy. Yeah. Because you can, it's one of those days where the wind is so high that you can see the pollen in the air. Oh, God. <laughs> I hate that. Oh, yeah. So, so I'm hiding out inside. Like, it's the the leftover pressure isn't bad. It's just. One of those, I'll take that over the pressure moving in. Yeah. Yep. Um, so something we were talking about before I started recording. If you're a parent and you have kids, something they never tell you about, something they never warn you. If your kid gets sick, it's unavoidable. There is no way in hell you're not getting sick, too. Yep. Um. And I don't want to point fingers or assign blame to my daughter because what I think happened is some sort of other booger factory that she goes to school with patient zero touched her stuff, sneezed all over it, whatever I touched it. And then I got sick. My daughter, she's five. She's got a robust immune system. She sneezed for a few days. It was over. Mm -hmm. Somehow. On Saturday, I woke up and my eye was crusted to my pillow, which oh. is the lovely telltale sign of pink eye. Uh, thankfully, I've healed. It didn't last too long. It's not one of those pink eyes where I have to go to the doctor, get antibiotics, things like that. Um, but now I am recovering from a horrible head cold and pink eye because when you have kids, if they're sick, you're going to get sick, too. Because kids don't know to, like, not touch your face, <laughs> not touch their face, not touch their friends' faces, not to cover their mouths, not to wipe down surfaces. 
to stay away from you. And because they're sick first, you take care of them. Mm-hmm. You get sick, they get better, and they get this like weird burst of energy because they feel better, and they could care less that you're, you know, on death's bed. <laughs> and Vincent agrees that it's not fair <laughs> that your your kids should be like, oh, you don't feel good. Let me take it easy while you lay on the couch and you know take your Tylenol cold and flu and relax. No, maybe they want you to decorate Halloween and get all the totes out of the garage. Or chase them around the yard. Or do things that, like, you want to die because you have a horrible cold. So, kids. Yeah. (laughs) Little germ factories. I Uh, have cats. (laughs) I have cats, uh, also known as my little demons. I'm trying to lure Vincent up here so he will maybe stop yelling. Um... Good thing about kids that boxes. Yeah. Well, I was well. calling it that show because I thought it was hilarious. I mean, some kids might. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> kids don't, but adults do. When you gotta go, you gotta go. We don't. And by adults, I mean me. <laughs> um. Oh my gosh! I <laughs> stuck my hand down on my desk, and all my transformers fell over. Um, show and tell time, guys. Roll out. I know, really. Grapple just passed out from too much drinking. <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. I could see Grapple being the heavy drinker of the bunch. True. <laughs> so, speaking of transformers, show and tell time, guys. You get anything cool, Mike? Uh, well, I actually only got one thing this week, um, and I know Josh, I believe, also got it this week, but yes. the uh, the Fortnite, uh, the Llama Pinata of Loot, it's the one that comes with the three and three-fourth inch kit figure, so it's the little cat riding the robot, and um, my god, that's a fun figure. <laughs> I, so I have cool. it in my hand right now. Uh, I'm just fiddling with it. It It is seriously... Like, you know, these Fortnite figures, they're, I, I've said it before, I love the designs. Um, the construction of the figures is just a little bit less than the G.I. Joe 25th, uh, which is what I would have preferred. I like that that version of a three and three fourth inch figure, but these are great. Like, they're, they're really close, and um, I've yet to have one that I was disappointed with. I've gotten a ton on clearance, as I've said before. This is one of the first ones that I've bought for full retail, um, but I wasn't going to let this one pass me by because that's just one of my favorite designs in the Fortnite series. Never played the game, just love the designs. <laughs> so I'm looking at pictures now. I looked at it at the store today, and because you can't see what's inside the llama loot, you just read it. Mm-hmm. I was like, eh, and I just walked away. But essentially, for those who don't know, it's a cat riding a mech that's made out of like a motorcycle. And the Tin Man. And Llama Loot also comes with like a ton of accessories. Like yeah. rifles, grenade launchers, bazookas. Everything your character could need. Um, so how does the articulation on Kit compare to other Fortnite figures? Is it the same? Pretty much, yeah. And it, does Kit come out of the yep. mech? Sure does. Man, I think I have to buy this now. 
It's and and the cool thing is like with the regular single pack figures, you usually only get the uh, pickaxe or their whatever their version of the pickaxe is. Sometimes it's like a giant axe. Sometimes it's like a weird energy weapon. It's a pinata um, on a stick. It sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some of them are really cool, and other ones are like, what the hell is this? Like, I got one, uh, it's like a space dude, and he came with, like, it looks like a giant robotic war hammer, um, which is a lot of fun. But uh, for the most part, they're kind of just, you know, a weird pickaxe. So the the llama loot or the 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 drops or whatever they call them, the vending machines, the reason you want to get those is because they come with all the guns in the backpacks, so you can kind of deck out your other figures, and it's kind of a ingenious way, if you think about it, to keep the cost down. Like if if you have to drop, you know, ten bucks to get a figure because of the rising cost of toys, they're not sacrificing paint apps, they're not sacrificing articulation, they're sacrificing a couple of accessories, but then making up for it in this exclusive box where you get a little bit of a, a different style figure and a bunch of accessories. And I don't know, I think it's I think Jazzwares is doing pretty cool with this stuff. And yeah. the accessories are always like they're they're always really well done too. They're well sculpted. They have a decent amount of paint on them for accessories. Yeah. So agreed. overall, I'm I'm impressed with these the llama and loot box things that I've grabbed. And yeah, let's be honest, if you're buying these, you've got a box of GI Joe weapons somewhere, and those were perfect. Oh, absolutely. So if you're like, I don't like this weird pickaxe thing. I guarantee in your basement you've got a machine gun somewhere. Um, so I don't want to hear it. Yep. And um, apparently one of the upcoming items for for that line is like a little five dollar loot box type thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a little plastic container. It comes with a bunch of exclusive translucent weapons uh, in different like translucent reds, blues, greens, uh, and the parts to build a uh, not translucent, but one of the like suited shadow trooper guys. Oh, nice. So, so each... I have a little info on this because I got onto this late. And you guys have been on it for a little while. These cases, they're out already. You can go to like GameStop and surprisingly there are Kohl's. If your wife goes to Kohl's, you wander into the toy section. There's a you toy get... section at Kohl's. Yeah, I was like, I didn't know that. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll go back to that. Um you get a case and you get a bunch of weapons. It looks like a trunk. And these are like loot boxes, they call them. Mm-hmm. You get pieces to build a figure, but not a whole figure. Yeah. So yeah, if you read the label, it'll say like it comes with just the arms, just the legs, the head and the torso. So you still have to buy like three of them to get a complete character. But that's still pretty cool. Yes. Yeah, I kind of dig that. Um, uh, and the upcoming set with all the uh, the translucent ones that I saw pictures of uh, is up for pre-order on Amazon. It's five crates, pre-orders, 25 bucks, which gives you, obviously, only one figure, but a ton of cool translucent accessories. That's pretty cool. So if you're Jonesing for G.I. Joe's and you don't want to spend, what, $15 at Walmart for the re-releases that they have of old G.I. Joe's, you can have fun with... Fortnite. The good old Fortnite figures. And again, I've never played the game. I have no plans to ever play the game. I uh, I, I tried it. I I didn't make it through a single round. I, I like the round started and it was basically one of those like, what's going on here? Oh, yeah, no, no. See, no. now, <laughs> the funny thing is Caleb adamantly 
hates Fortnite. Um, he's only ever played it briefly at a friend's house. But I think the reason is because some of his friends are huge, like, Fortnite fans. Whereas him and some of his other friends are big Minecraft fans. And the Fortnite players seem to mock the Minecraft players. So there's this whole rivalry between Fortnite and Minecraft. Which all it reminded me of was the old Sega Super Nintendo days of like, Sega's oh, better, man. no Super Nintendo. Yeah. And I was like, I told him, I'm like, so why don't you just play the game you want to play and don't give a crap? He's like, well, because they're making fun of me. I'm like, but <laughs> does, does it matter that they don't like the game you like? Like, just play what you want. So it's like, I it's, it's hard not being in that age again, you know, <laughs> when they get all upset. But so every time I buy a Fortnite toy, he's like, oh, come on, Dad. And I'm like, but they're cool. You should buy this much cooler Minecraft toy. <laughs> and that's the thing. I'm like, I buy you Minecraft toys all the time. <laughs> well, now they need to fight. Yeah. Yeah, they Just do. Just wait until girls get involved. None of that's going to matter in about a year. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I, it's see, already I think not you mattering just need to, like, much. sneak into his room and, like, pose your Fortnite figures beating up his Minecraft figures. <laughs> oh, I may have to do that now. <laughs> I'm just going to wake up to, damn it, Dad! <laughs> oh, dear. Josh, you get anything cool? Well, I also bought that kit figure, but uh, Mike covered that very well. Uh, so, I'll just chime in and say it's uh, it is a rare case where I do not regret spending $20, $20 on a three and three fourth inch figure because it's it's a pretty unique one. And having the six inch one as well, I like this one more. Me too. <laughs> uh, I also grabbed Lords of Power Merman, mm-hmm. who I freaking love. Yeah. Like something about that weird derpy face is just amazing uh and then i gave more money to mattel uh and i got the target exclusive masterverse faker uh and a heads up to anyone listening i don't know if this will still be the case by the time this is airing but if you find it in store uh and it is ringing up at 30 dollars, get them to price match it on the target app for 19.99 Hear that? Ah. You heard it first, and we will be talking more about Target's um, very screwy pricing in a little while. I'm double-checking it on the app right now, but the last I had looked, that was still the case. So, uh, Yep, yep, he's still $19.99 on the app. So if you bring that, if you have the Target app or website pulled up on your phone, go into Target, find one. They will price match it at the register and bring it down to 20 bucks. Uh, you know, I would have been pretty happy with him for 30, but at 20, I freaking love him. He, uh, there is no reason he should be 30 because he just has a few extra accessories. Yeah. Especially He's comparing him to Evelyn. I would, I would go to say 25 because he does have. Comparing him to, like, Evelyn, who comes with two heads and then a bunch of stuff. Uh, all in all, he comes with three heads, two harnesses, sword, shield, extra hands. So I would, I'd say 
I'd go ahead and say five bucks just for that extra head and harness. And your opinions on him not being blue? The metallic is a subtle metallic blue. Okay. It's a it's a very heavy silver, but it's a blue silver. Uh, so I really like that it does have that hint of blue to it. And I just I just love the way it's it's actually. You know, I get why Faker's blue, but mm-hmm. even when I was a kid, it was always that case of like, nobody's gonna believe this is He Man. What the what the frick is this? Same. They used to drive me crazy as a kid. So having having a Faker that is a He Man with like He Man colored skin and the He Man skin ripping off to reveal the Faker robot that's that's pretty dang cool. Uh, and I did think, looking at the pictures, that a lot of the revealed faker pieces would be painted. It's all sculpted. That's really cool. So every piece that has, like, a little piece of faker showing has something sculpted as if, like, the skin is tearing off. And, that's, yeah. That's nice. Yeah, I really, I really, really like it. Also, to be fair, you have to you have to think about the fact that that is a totally unique torso and upper arms that cannot be reused for anything. So I you hear that, Mattel, because I guarantee go, there's somebody there right now. It's like challenge accepted. Going going <laughs> that route, I will say, yeah, OK, maybe maybe that's why he's priced at 30, because that is a lot of unique tooling. Yeah, especially for the master's line. You know, I actually forgot a figure that arrived this week that I ordered months ago. Um, I didn't mean to cut you off, Josh. I'll wait till you're done. Oh, no, no, no. That was uh, you, you chimed in perfect timing. That was I was done. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, I got my uh, the Transformers uh, transmutate figure. Oh, um, man, that figure is so weird and creepy. It's terrifying. Like... <laughs> It's I don't know if it like I already found Paleotrex to be creepy when you like slightly open the mouth and like stretch his arms out. It just it looks like he's going to make the sound at the end of Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Like (laughs) it's just this terrifying look. But Transmutate is even creepier. And because of the nature of the, uh, you know, the fossilizers are like parts formers. I took off his arms and connected them to his legs and gave him these like really creepy spindly legs and like no arms. <laughs> so I just have him posed like this weird chicken monster next to my PlayStation <laughs> and it's creepy as hell. Yeah, I always picture like the mouth just opening slightly and letting out this ungodly. Exactly. <laughs> it's Bennings from the thing. Yeah, it kind of is like it, it. It that's the ultimate creepy noise. So yeah, <laughs> I mean that's sort of essentially the character from Beast Wars. Is he's like a weird Frankenstein monster that's sentient mm-hmm. that doesn't have a robot mode. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know previously a, he was a a build a figure for some weird like anniversary Beast Wars sets that didn't transform, and now there's this. Which is basically just Paleo Trex recolored with a different head. Yeah. But it works. I like, say it definitely still, works. Uh, it still has like the weird transmutate proportions. So. Yeah. 
I, I been, love that Paleotrex figure. So I picked up uh, Paleotrex. Who's the Stegosaurus? Um, oh, God. It begins with an R. Or no, it was a Triceratops. Uh, uh, Ractonite. Uh, right, Ractonite. sorry. Paleotrex, Ractonite. I have... They showed up in the mail. So now I need um, the Pterodactyl. But then oh, I'm wait. thinking like, okay, I should get the other two. So I have five, and I could build some sort of weird colored monster. But at the same time, Transformers cost money. And um, I haven't opened them yet because uh, I've been sick. So they're sitting in a pile in my basement. Um, but they're awesome. I know yeah. just from everybody, you guys included, talking about them, that they're really, really cool. So I finally had some Amazon money, like Bezos bucks. And I was like, time to get them. They're yep. a little bit cheaper than retail, so I, I jumped at the chance. Um, I got last week. I mentioned I'm starting a bloody wrestling collection, and I ordered the only two bloody figures that are out currently, with the intention to like open them up and put them in a funny pose, not realizing that the packaging would also be splattered in blood. So oh. I decided to keep them in the packaging because there's like bloody handprints, and it's really crazy, really cool looking. Um, I'll put pictures up on the Facebook later, but they're really cool. And the only other thing I got, I'll lead into the news. Um, there is some funny pricing going on at Target, and I picked up some stuff. But uh, that's what I got this week. So we got another live commercial read this week, guys. And we have our first returning customer. Our first customer, I thought I'd ask her if she wanted to come back sell some ghosts but she's got something else entirely i guess she's moving on or she's expanding the business but aunt mabel's back and i'm not just reading the commercials for her this time she's all hopped up on cold medicine she wanted to come down tell you guys about her cure-all for migraines and headaches um aunt mabel's a little weird a little eccentric but i thought you guys would want to hear from her so sit back let her do her thing and we'll be right back Oh, hello, dears. It's your Aunt Mabel. I'm so happy to hear from you again. You know, I've been suffering from debilitating migraines. And when I get those, normally it's from watching too much Telemundo and rubbing ointment on my nipples. And when that's too much, oh, my head just goes to the birds. I pray to Jesus and I pray to Jesus, but Jesus doesn't help because he doesn't care about my migraines. So why not do what Aunt Mabel does and turn to Satan? He has all the tools you need to stop your head from pounding and to give you the best organs you've had in your life. Trust me. At 103, I'm still going strong and dripping like a faucet. Oh, and let me tell you, my headaches never last longer than you can say. So trust your Aunt Mabel, dear, and tend to Satan. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) it's my goal to drive away any christian listeners we have 
on the podcast. We'll see if I can make that happen. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <Whew>. <laughs> oh, that Aunt Mabel. She's a hoot. Her ghosts in jars are definitely not old lady farts. No. They're from the nether realm. Oh, okay, guys. Are you ready for a very, very, very busy news week? Oh yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna kick it off with something that I I literally just saw, which I believe is the first official US sighting. Uh as of fifteen minutes ago. Mosquito has hit Target in Florida. Holy sh! Uh, he is shipping in a podcast. He is shipping in a case with uh, Ram Man and Clamp Champ. It That's looks great. like yep. So it looks like two Mosquito Ram Man Clamp Champ. Um, something else that has hit retail and wasn't announced is. The Hamato Yoshi Aroko Saki two pack from Ninja Turtles. I found one today in Ithaca in Walmart and picked it up for my friend uh, at the whopping price tag of $60. Oof. So if you're a movie turtle fan, it comes with a lot of stuff. Um, so at least it sort of seems like the price rate is kind of justified, but. Um, that's out. There's like changeable limbs. There's a backdrop. Lots of weapons. Uh, at least you're getting some value for that kind of price. Um, those are out. Mm-hmm. So something I'll mention now before I forget. In the news, Target. This has happened in the past, but it seems to be happening a lot currently for some reason. Has this thing called secret clearance. Basically, what I mean by that is that. Stuff has gone on clearance, and the store hasn't realized it and hasn't marked the figures at a lower price. And the figures in question that people are finding for cheaper are the MCU figures that had popped up in the most recent reset are already getting clearanced out. So this is Golden Iron Man with Happy Hogan, Odin, and if you can find him, Sutor, which is the big double guy from uh, Thor. Uh among other stuff, Shang-Chi stuff, if it's still around. It's not every store. Go grab it. Take it to a scanner. You might be very surprised to find out that they're like half the price that they're advertised at. I picked up uh, the Happy Hogan and Midas Armor Iron Man for my collection for like $23. And Ooh. that's normally 60 I think. Which is way overpriced for a repaint and a new head. But if you want that, check your target. Also, hopping on hidden clearance is the Batman Death Metal wave with uh, the wave that has Superboy, who has the dark side arm attached to him, and Batman with the giant guitar. Those are popping up at like half off, too. Oh. I Among want other that stuff. Motorcycle. Yeah, the Bat motorcycles popping up on clearance. Uh, there is the Seinfeld movie set things from Funko. I saw those today for like three bucks, but I don't know anybody that likes Seinfeld Funko. Um, I mean, I love Seinfeld. I've been tempted by him. I ain't gonna lie, but see, I, I was I was slightly tempted by them until I saw that they were doing a Lego set, and then I was like, oh, I'll just yeah. get the whole apartment at once. Yeah, get the Legos. Like, 
where are you going to put them? You know? Yeah. So, I'm going to start in the news with the most recent stuff. Mick Farland has shown off Warhammer figures. Oh, I'm um, so excited. I don't play Warhammer. These look awesome. So, there are orc figures kind of going with an army builder theme. I can't even begin to describe them. It's like Guar and orcs had a baby. It's the war boys. <laughs> it's for anyone who, who has played 40 K. Um, it, yeah, they're orcs in mech suits and they're amazing. Yeah, they look super, super cool. And per the usual, there's an unpainted version. If you want to paint your own kind of like a miniature, mm-hmm. um, and it's McFarland. So if we're seeing pictures now, they're going to be a retail very, very soon. Uh, more tops exclusive Migos of Razel Ghoul and Green Arrow. Uh, okay, if that's your thing, good for you. Um, <laughs> Hasbro dumped a ton of Marvel Legends news today with another wave of retro Spider-Man. So these are the Spider-Man figures on retro card backs, kind of like the Toy Biz figures from the 90s. Uh, nothing major to report about except for Armored Spider-Man, who hasn't had a legitimate superposed figure, superposable ever. So Toy Biz did one, but it was all gimmicked out with an action feature, and he didn't have the ball joints. He had, like, missile-launching arms. Uh, there's also a better symbiote suit Spider-Man, a new Ben Riley. There is Classic Hobgoblin Hammerhead, who was previously available if you got the chameleon and he had interchangeable heads this one it looks like he has a different head from the chameleon set he's got a hand that has brass knuckles and a baseball bat um and classic shocker there is also they teased a bunch of stuff uh tomorrow on sale on has labs you can get the excalibur excalibur three pack the scroll uh soldier Army Builder figure. There's a Shield 2-pack with new heads. There is uh, three new Marvel Retro uh, Thor figures coming out. So, never mind. There's Classic Falcon with a new paint job from the previous Classic Falcon that was released. Classic Loki. This is different from the one that came out last year in an Infinity War wave. He's got the same head, but he also has a second head. And then there is Genderbender Female Loki who was previously only available in an X-Force box set. I'm sorry, A-Force, which is the all-female um, Avengers wave. It was a Toys R Us exclusive. Uh, and they teased for 2022, there's going to be a Marvel Legends figure without legs. Uh, the biggest theory is that it's the guy from the Ravagers as a tank body. Nice. Uh, who is one of my favorites. Uh, there's an God, oversized, so. Yeah, there's an oversized retro Spider-Man figure, which everybody's assuming is Rhino. And there's going to be at least two characters who have never appeared in Toy, Toy Biz or Hasbro that were in Series 2 of the 90s cards. Your guess is as good as mine. I don't feel like going back hmm. and looking at pictures. Um, and I'm sure somebody has already cracked that code. Yeah. I'll be surprised when it comes out, because sometimes these things take a while. Um, let me see if they showed off anything else. Some sort of Captain America backdrop, which, again, they could be teasing anything, and a barrel accessory, which, again, 
your guess is as good as mine. Uh, this could be something that comes out years from now because lineups change. There is the biggest and probably what we're going to be talking about the most this episode are PowerCon reveals. So if you're a fan of Mondo, which are the high-end 1-6 scale He-Man figures, um, avid listener and friend of mine Rick has some of these, and they are super awesome if you can afford them. They showed off She-Ra with Cowl, a blue Hordak, Battle Cat, and I think that's it. Scareglow, which I think has had pictures already. Panthor, Trapjaw, and a new variant for Man-at-Arms. For the regular Mattel stuff, they showed off Sorceress, which you've seen her already as the pack-in with Castle Grayskull. Buzz-off, Green Trapjaw, Jitsu, Clawful. You've got comic book colors, Stratos, Anti-Attorney He-Man, Flying Fist He-Man, and Terra Claw Skeletor. There are all the exclusives that were available went up for a very brief time this morning on uh, Maddie Collector, or what's it called? Uh, Mattel Creations now. Mattel there, Creations. As of recording right now, everything is sold out. Uh, so that would be Comic Book Trapjaw, the Horde set, the spacesuit, uh, Castle Grayskull accessory set, Sunman, and Replicat and Faker. Those are all gone. Masters of the Universe PowerCon panel reveals. So, Origins, I've told you everything except for Stridor. Masterverse figures, Fisto, Scareglow, which is the same thing you've seen for the Mattel Creations exclusive but with less accessories. Andra, Stinkor, Merman, which Stinkor and Merman look really cool to me. And this is Merman with the scar over his eye. Yeah. Classic Tila yeah. from the first episode. Deluxe Trapjaw and Triclops with their cult cloaks and some extra accessories, I guess. I'm so getting that Pope Triclops. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, I'm going to get Trapjaw. He looks really cool to me. Uh, Deluxe King Grayskull. With gigantic billowing cape. New target attorney exclusive. He-Man. What's that? Uh, King Grayskull is apparently a target exclusive. Okay, so Josh will be not sleeping until he finds that. Um, <laughs> new attorney He-Man and new attorney Skeletor. Kind of based on artwork. Kind of not. So, um, lots of sketches of what He-Man was supposed to be before he became He-Man. Kind of loosely based on that. They look cool. I'm not going to lie. Uh, She-Ra from Princess of Power. And from the new Netflix kids show, they showed off He-Man. I don't think it's He-Man in the Masterverse. Any uh, I don't, of that? No, I don't think they've actually shown pictures of the uh, Masterverse version. But yeah. he's I wouldn't announced. throw it past him. And okay. Sunman, which is the other big announcement. So they got rights from the creator of Sunman, and it's the rulers of the sun are joining the Masters universe. Sunman was uh, a so if you're in the '80s, lots of figures borrowed from the form factor of He-Man to make their own toys, like 
Galaxy Defenders, things like that, of the squat body, muscular. Uh, there was a woman who was upset that Gimen wasn't as ethnically div- like diverse as she wanted it to be for her son and his friends to play with. So she just went out and made her own version of He-Man, but he's African-American. And that's Sun Man. And he kind of has a cult following because it was pretty successful. And it also spun off into like G.I. Joe style characters. Um, a thing of legend for a long time. But Mattel actually went out there and got the rights to make these guys. And really accurate, really cool looking in my opinion. Uh, the Mattel Creations version is like fancy packaging, some extra accessories. And the regular retail is what the figure came with originally. So... If you don't mind, some man doesn't have a flaming mace. You can get the regular retail release. It's it's up to you. Um, but just picture like a regular He-Man guy with the world's craziest pop collar and a huge mace, and you kind of have Sun Man. He's pretty cool. And his stable of characters in his universe are also pretty neat. He's got some fun villains. What was it pig uh, face or pig head or something like that? Yeah, sort of yeah. like Ganon. If you want to yeah. like picture a classic Ganon. Um, and Mattel tried to dispel any rumors that they're going away, that they're going anywhere. Um, I would say that the sheer bulk of variety of products that they have, different SKUs, tells us that it's very healthy. If it was just one He-Man figure line that's out there, uh, I would say that there's a problem. But they have four or five out there now, which is great. That's Transformers Star Wars level of health as far as your line goes. Um and they consistently sell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the only thing it doesn't sell, as far as I know, are the Origins, He-Man, and Skeletor. They kind of just sit there. Um, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they're just constantly replenished. Uh, and if people are wondering what mystery He-Man character I got in the mail from Walmart, it was He-Man. And I returned it because I'm an asshole. And <laughs> I already have five He-Mans. I don't don't need any more um origin strider comes with a gray skull floor and a little tiny fence for him to hop over strider i'm sorry i think i said gray skull um but he's got like laser blast for his guns it's strider i always loved him as a kid um he's pretty neat he's got like a a display stand like an invisible clear plastic display stand to help him pose uh which means but, you know you know uh Oh, what the heck is the other one's name? Oh, yeah. The bad guy one. Right. So. As a kid, so we're getting two horses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Strider was always Fisto's ride when I was yep. a kid. And. All right, this is going to be horrible for the show, but. I'm going to type in and Google bad. Man <laughs> horse. And the uh, name is Night something Night Stalker. Night Stalker. There we go. Um, Night Stalker was always Jitsu's ride. Yes. Yeah. I loved both of those guys when I was a kid, and they had a lot of fun. Um, the new Fisto that's coming out is very classic inspired. He doesn't have the giant 2000x sword. He's using the He-Man buck. But it's Fisto. He's one of those guys like Scareglow. I always feel like you gotta get him. Um, and he, no matter how hard he tries, he can't fist them all. 
no, he can't because his fist is too big. And, you know, you got to ease into stuff like that. You can't just go in fisting like crazy. You got to you gotta talk to him nice. And, all right, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> Triclops, cult leader Triclops comes with his change of outfit. But you can also make him classic Triclops. And same thing with Trapjaw. So their cloaks are removable. Trapjaw has got his claw, his hook, his gun, his old belt. So you can kind of like pop the arms off, pop the head off, take off their cloaks. They look pretty cool. Um, but Triclops is a deluxe. And I'm going to assume that Trapjaw is too, but I might be wrong. Uh, looking at everything else here. King Grayskull, wire in his cape to kind of pose his cape, makes him look pretty cool. He's got the swords that you can rip apart. And that is it. And uh, so if and, you're kind of curious as to what the new Eternia Skeletor and He-Man look like, it's Vicor, essentially. So He-Man with a Viking helmet and Skeletor kind of with a Boba Fett helmet with his skull inside of it. If that's And a beard. And a beard, yes. Because he has to shave his skull. Well, apparently they said it's the uh, it's it's taken from the inspiration where it was still Demo Man. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm a big fan know. of Demo Man, so I might get so this I one. Don't, I don't know if you guys watched uh, any of the panels that they had for PowerCon. Please fill us in. Uh, the the Mattel one was okay. Honestly, I expected a little bit more from it with how much has already been leaked. I expected them to sort of drop a bombshell at some point and be like, oh, and by the way, here here are our next, here are some snake men. I'm biased. I just want snake men. Uh, But no, really, I expected them to at least be like, and by the way, here's the next wave after these. We don't have pictures yet, but here's who's coming. Something like that. And it was it was kind of lackluster. Yeah. Uh, other and, other companies kind of took advantage of PowerCon and had better reveals than the actual center of the convention, which is Masters of the Universe, uh, unfortunately. Or we're spoiled and we expect tons and tons of news. Well, um, the other thing was the the Mega Constructs panel. Yes. Holy crap. I don't know that I have ever seen a more boring panel <laughs> with uh, a more lackluster, unenthusiastic moderator for the panel and people that like, I, okay. So the two main designers that we're talking, I cannot fault them uh, because they obviously English was not their first language. So there was a language barrier there. But their excitement was clear. But even still, like, it got to a point where it was, it definitely got a little bit difficult to understand. Uh, But again, can't fault them. Now, what I can fault them for is the moderator. Because he is apparently, I don't know who he was. I should look it up, but I don't care enough to because he was that bad. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But he was, he's apparently someone within mega constructs or the Mattel team. And he was sitting there like 
I don't know if he was looking at a computer screen or his phone or just something off camera, but he was the the whole time he was talking and it was just like, wow, yeah, that's that's really interesting. So um, if you could tell us um, uh, uh, about the uh, design of the uh, the the what what are the sets, the, the, the sets that are coming up? Uh, yeah, we let's. Why don't you tell? Why don't you tell us about those? That's terrible. Whoa. And it was, and it was like a forty-minute panel. Like I, I, I had the whole thing on, sort of almost in the background with Ruth. But the, like every time this guy talked, we both just sort of looked at the screen. And we're like, why, why, why are you here? Why are you doing this panel? You're terrible. Well, you should not be talking to people. Let's get to the nitty gritty. And Snake after, Mountain's coming at some point. Well, that's the thing is, like, after that 40 minutes of talking, first off, they did not address the cancellation of the single-carded master minifigures. They did not address the cancellation of the advent calendar. They didn't address any of the minifigures that have been shown in the past that still have no hint of coming. Like, look at all the figures that they showed at last year's PowerCon. Yeah. All all the Mega Constructs minifigures, and there's no mention of what happened to them. And then they get to the end of it, and they're like, so now we have some, some really big reveals for you. And the big reveals are, while I am excited for them, the Slime Pit He-Man Skeletor head. Yeah. That leaked weeks ago. Uh, the Land Shark and the Hordak set, which is actually the Monstroid set, both of which look awesome. But again, like you've got the Land Shark with yet another Skeletor. And I like, I get it. I get you need to keep doing He Man and Skeletor, but there are other variants now that you can do other than another battle armor Skeletor that oh has another painted slash on his chest no no yeah. give us give us a different Skeletor uh and uh toy accurate Roboto I don't yeah. understand why they didn't do Terror Claw Skeletor we already have the weird little clip on claws in the mega constructs uh library with the you know they had them on the aliens figures yeah they yeah. could literally just repaint those purple clip them onto his hands and boom you got terror claw skeletor yeah i really i feel like there are other options they could have gone with for that one but then but the land shark is a super cool build and it's only 20 bucks yeah so for 20 bucks you're getting a land shark and a really cool toy accurate roboto the monstroid set looks awesome it's 30 bucks uh, it comes with the blue poncho Prince Adam. Mm -hmm. uh, but then Hordak and She-Ra, who are all new. Yeah, and they look great. Well, and, I'm so glad they kind of finally answered the fans who were really clamoring for that blue poncho He-Man. <laughs> and they said that apparently people were. Yeah, no, that's a lie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, and then finally they were like, so why don't we... Uh, why don't we show show off the big thing? And they 
mentioned that it is not coming in spring of next year, but it is coming next year at some point is the collector series Snake Mountain, which I I am excited for. It definitely looks cool if you can discern what you're looking at. Yeah, uh, that was my confusion. Yeah, which I only really can because I have experience with bricks. But uh, I I don't know. I feel like they probably could have shown a color version of it, or maybe put it in front of some not such a busy background so it didn't blend in with the shirt the guy was wearing. Yeah. Yeah, as excited as I wanted to be, I couldn't visually wrap my head around it. And I needed it next to Castle Grayskull for scale. You know? Mm-hmm. And then it's also I'm thinking, like, do I want to go back and get Castle Grayskull? Right, yeah. Or I am I just going to skip this entirely? I, You know, I will say I freaking adore that Mega Constructs Grayskull. It's cool, but it's one of those things that it's a where would I put it, you know, type of thing. Because um, I still haven't built and, and put my Technodrome anywhere. I just have it in the box. And I've had that for years now. See, I, I will say, as much as I love the Technodrome, and I do mm. love the Technodrome, uh, the build wasn't nearly as fun as Grayskull. Grayskull was actually a fun build. Okay. Um, the Technodrome you have to was before Mega Constructs was doing the numbered bags. So you have to sort all those pieces. Ugh. Not looking forward to that. Uh, that being said, the final product is amazing. Yeah, you know now, what? You said unnumbered. Yeah, I'm not going to get Castle Grayskull. Uh, but Castle Grayskull has the numbered bags. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah I have tech, cold brain. Technodrome, I'm sorry. Ugh. Like, I had a hard enough time building the Queen Alien. I can only imagine what uh, Snake Mountain. I'm just not at that level. Um, yeah, and the thing with Castle Grayskull is it does have two very subtly different colored green bricks. Oh, so I there was that. a point there was a point towards the end where I was like, I don't have the right color. I don't care. They're all <laughs> green. Yeah, there was I'm trying to remember what the hell it was that I built. Oh, it was that um Ninjago skyship that I bought. That like Big, uh, I forget how many pieces it was, but it was like their big um, skyship. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, that had like the the varying levels of brown for the boat, and I that happened to me a few times where I was putting together and like, wait, no, oh, this is the wrong brick, and then I'd have to snap it apart again and put it back together. Yeah, that's that's irritating when it's the different shades. Uh, especially because Mega Constructs doesn't do a great job at differentiating the colors in their instructions. Yeah. Yeah, Lego is better at that. I was just not paying enough attention. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to move away from Mega Constructs and Mattel in general for a little bit here. Also showed off at PowerCon were the Cosmic Legions from Four Horsemen. So if you have any idea of like the Mythic Legions, which is their line of exclusive fantasy characters, these are all fantasy space characters. And 
They look awesome. Oh, they're gorgeous. They are like distinct distinct species. There are two different robot guys. There are some sort of like badass Valkyrie women is the best way I can describe it. Weird blue. Maybe they're like from Avatar. There's a four-armed bruiser type character. Uh, Bugmen and this gigantic green space booger guy. Uh, yes. The one I want. <laughs> looks awesome. If you're curious about prices, so for the smaller characters, they're going for about 37 uh, Actually, 25 So if you want just the regular robot soldiers, you get a guy and a gun, 25 bucks. Uh, the next size up would be 35 and Basically, the more accessories you add, the prices go up. So then there's 48 for the bug men. The four-armed guy is 65 and the big green booger dude is 80 uh, Of course he is. Which you is know, why I will is, not own him. Yeah, because it's the four horsemen, you can also buy weapons packs and hand packs and things like that. Again, if I had the money and the space, I would be all over these. But it's one of those things like if I'm not all in, I'm not going to do it. And um, that's where I stand on these. They look super cool. And uh, if I had a mansion or a museum or I didn't collect as much as I did, uh, I totally would be into them. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. There are more giant Skeletor Shogun Warriors coming out from Super 7. So there are two repaints from the standard Skeletor. Uh, there's black and gold and all black if you don't have that and you want it. Um, and also also very expensive. So something that happens at PowerCon, and it's been happening for a few years now, Glyos-compatible companies repaint some of their Glyos figures in He-Man themes or things that would fit into PowerCon, so like Thundercats or uh, He-Man-adjacent toys from the 80s. So Spy Monkey Creations, who um, they have their mini He-Man-style buck that they've been using forever, this year they had uh, Whiplash, Beastman, Roboto, and Clawful all kind of using pre-existing pieces that are out in the Glyos world. Um, and I don't think these are available yet, but by the time this podcast launched, I think if there's any leftover stock from PowerCon, they'll be available. If you're curious, Clawful comes with a giant claw. Roboto has a clear chest with gears painted on it. Warlords of War who is a, another company that uses this mini He-Man style body. They had Ninjor and they had Fisto kind of using parts from their pre-existing line. And they had two previous release characters that were paying homage to galaxy fighters. Um, so if you're kind of curious, and you really want to dive down this well, they're available. They're very cool. And our boys at Mighty Maniacs, they too had their Masters of the Universe homage figures, and I want to give you the correct names. I am going to. They look amazing. Yes, Rocom Toys. So you can get a complete set for 100 bucks of Trapjaw, Mossman, Merman, and Man at Arms. All of the figures come with tons of extra heads. Uh, arms, snap-on guns, you name it. Uh, Trapjaw, in particular, to me, looks really, really cool. Um, but the one they put the most work into is Man-at-Arms. Uh, 
if you're a fan of Masters Universe and you're a fan of Glios, pause, buy some of these because you're stupid if you don't. They are awesome. And I didn't mention this on last week's podcast. I was kind of putting together the prize pack for last week, and I realized what's the point of giving you one Mighty Maniacs figure because you really can't enjoy the pop and swap playability. So I'm going to give you two. So hey. not only do you get unpainted Slapshot, you get the unpainted Green Gorilla Werewolf guy. So now you can have half Jason, half Mossman, go nuts. You're going to get two. So you can really kind of enjoy the pop and swap ability. You're welcome. Please send all welcome cards to my email or my house. Thank you very much. Uh, what else? What else? What else? Bear with me, guys. There is Matt Hopper. Hooper. I can't remember how to pronounce it. From Jaws coming out from NECA. This is a retro cloth style figure and looks pretty cool. And as far as I know, this is the first Richard Dreyfus figure who's ever been made. Um... If you're a Jaws fan, I think it's totally worth it. Uh, Hasbro showed off upcoming Star Wars stuff. We don't really talk about Star Wars that much because it's so huge. Of all the stuff they showed off, I think the one that gets uh, that needs the most attention is Lobot. Yep. Good yeah. old Lobot. Never gets enough love. He is getting a three and three quarter. New release, new body, lots of articulation. I think he's awesome. And the rest are repaints of The Mandalorian stormtroopers princess leia on a retro card back all that kind of stuff uh, there are retro cloth figures of chucky and tiffany neca is releasing the many faces of pennywise set which is pennywise with every single packing head he had with yeah all nope. of pennywise figures they made there are some year. missing well, which makes it even more infuriating. NECA. Of course they did. So if you weren't stupid enough to buy every other Pennywise release, now there's this set for you to buy. Uh, it doesn't come with the spider arms when he turns into the spider monster. Yeah, Josh is right. They're missing some heads. This is the perfect <laughs> gift. If you know somebody loves Pennywise and you haven't bought him a Pennywise figure yet, now nah, you can get him this giant... Pennywise set, and it's commemorating the 2017 anniversary of it. So I guess it's, it's been five it's years. It's funny that you mentioned using it as a gift because the first thing I thought of was, I know three different people I could buy that for as a Christmas gift, and they would be ecstatic because they're not toy collectors, but they love it. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know people like that too. And uh, if you're a fan of Halloween decor, Walmart has been getting um, the like door greeters are these weighted standing plush of Michael Myers, Pennywise, the Sanderson sisters, a couple other ones. Um, so if you're into that kind of thing, they're available. I just bought the Sanderson sisters for my wife. Mezco 112 Collective has a robot shark guy kind of coming out with uh, their 112 Collective figures and like I said, I was going to, I looked up as to what's going on with the Frazetta Conan figure. It's been exactly two years, and there are issues with the Frazetta estate, and it's paused for whatever reason. Um, I would like to personally thank Mezco for sending an email out to let me know that's why I haven't gotten my figure in two years. Ugh. What the hell? Um, Come on, Mezco. 
do better. Do better, yeah. Mesco. And the last piece of news, more Warhammer 40K figures that weren't the orcs. There is a Tyranid Gene Stealer figure, which is some sort of white forearmed bug herpy monster thing. <laughs> uh, looks really cool. And there is an unpainted... What the heck is it called? Ty- another Gene Stealer with a different head that's unpainted. Uh, and it's like a Lovecraftian version of it. And he's got hands sculpted in, or knives sculpted into his hands or something. I don't know. I've never played There's Warhammer. also the Gene Simmons Gene Stealer. Yes. <laughs> all I know is the Warhammer 40K designs are freaking amazing. I've loved all the RTS games that they've put out. And um, I can't wait for McFarland to do more of these. I have bought all of them except for the Battle Sister. Uh, which I keep meaning to pick up. I just haven't gotten around to it. And I have yet to be disappointed. I absolutely love the, uh, was it the Skin Flayer Necron? Yep. That is one of my favorite figures of like the last two years. That figure is so much fun. And um, I'm I'm really excited for the orcs. I can't wait to get my hands on them. I'm, da- I'm, I'm, I'm all in on this line. Like other than the unpainted ones and like the variants, as far as the unique sculpts go, like, yeah, McFarlane's getting my money. Um, I'm really, really hoping for some Chaos Marines because those were always my favorite designs and uh, they're creepy as hell. So it's right up McFarlane's alley and I, I can't wait. I would, I'm would. i also hoping he gets to the Tau, but I don't know if he'll get, the, get to those because, you know, th- these have to sell well. <laughs> it's McFarlane, never say never. Uh, they're at Target and Walmart, which is good. Uh, the Lovecrafting guy is called Yim Girl, the Gene Stealer. So he's getting a painted version too. They just have pictures of the artist proof version, which is the unpainted. Uh, and there is what is the name? Jim Carl. Jim Carl. Uh, some sort of marine with a skull head. He's blue. Blue skull head, McGee. The <laughs> Reaver. Scully McGee and Jim Carl. See, I, I haven't seen these other ones. Like, I'm trying to look them up now while you're talking about them. Toy News International. Oh, I and look, forget about them. Amazon is developing a live-action Shira series. Yeah, it's it would have been great if there was some sort of convention that could have been announced at that was yeah. synonymous with like Shira and He-Man. If it's oh. it. It's too bad there there isn't a con like that. Oh, wait. Why did they announce that today, the day after PowerCon? Why? There's no pictures or anything for it, so you think that they would. Whatever. So I'm I'm looking at these Warhammer guys right now, and oh my god, I am so excited. (laughs) So that that blue, the skull face dude reminds me of Range Viper, which makes me want to get him even more. Good old Range Viper. The Terminator Skelly Skelly McGee. Yep. Skelly McGee. I put so much silly putty on that Range Viper. It's not even funny. Yeah, Um, I did too. That's it for the news. We have another word from our dear old friend, 102-year-old Aunt Mabel, up on the flea market at Route 11, who's got all your demonic needs. She's going to help you with your headaches. So sit back. Give her a listen. Listen really close because she talks softly. And we'll be right back. Oh, hello again, dears. 
I was just thinking about the time that I used to make our friend and President Ronald Reagan jelly sandwiches in the nude, because that's the way he liked them. He said the jelly always tasted better when I was in the nude. Anyway, I'm just going to get myself a Capri Sun and tell you all a little bit about how to deal with headaches. Now, I've already told you that you have to turn to Satan, but you also want to take two red pills. And once you've taken those two red pills, all you want to do is drink a half a bottle of bourbon and sacrifice your local neighborhood ruffian. Now, you don't need a sacrifice pit to do it. You can just draw a nice circle on a disposable rug that you've gotten from your local discount shop. And then you just take your little ruffian, lure him in with candy, and then invoke the dark lord. And all your headache problems, oh, but they'll just disappear. Just like that child in a burst of flames. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but my headaches have, have gone away. I mean, there's a kid down the street that's always playing in my yard. He's not playing in my yard anymore, if you know what I mean. And I don't have any headache problems. <laughs> uh, you know... It's interesting. I don't know if I'm I'm not getting the headaches because the children are sacrificed and there's no noise, or because they were sacrificed and the sacrifice worked. I don't. Know. Either way, I don't have headaches and there's no noise, so I'm not complaining. So win-win. Plus, I yep. don't have to share my toys. That's right. And let me tell you this thing: kids can't get you sick. If they're dead. <laughs> you guys ready for the name of this week's episode? Ready? Oh, no. A ghost can't give you pink eye. You're welcome. <laughs> Why do I feel like some spirit just said challenge accepted? <laughs> now, uh, if we all end up with pink eye, we'll know why. I would be amiss if I didn't mention that I was joking with Don Durazio last week. I dropped off her prize package at her house. I literally drove to the island. Don lives on an island. I drove to the island to her palatial estate, and I dropped the package off at her house. She had gone out to get some Tim Hortons or something. She wasn't home. And we were making jokes about the crazy homeless guy that lives behind her house. It looks like Alan Moore. Um, and she was like, just to make sure, did you drop it off the right house? There is a pride flag hanging on the porch. And I said, yep, I saw the rainbow. And she said, you didn't taste the rainbow, did you? And I joked that, like, I thought I was supposed to. And the joke kept getting worse and worse. And it ended with me joking about how the crazy hobo behind her house gave me pink eye. (laughs) So... This is before I actually got pink eye. So the moral of the story is don't make un, like, don't make distasteful jokes with Don Durazio because she has otherworldly supernatural powers and she'll make sure you pay for it in the end. 
I can confirm this. So I can't. But she does have these powers. I can't confirm or deny that there's an actual hobo gimp that lives in a shed behind her house. But don't joke about him. And sure as hell, don't joke about getting pink eye. Because she can cocked it up some sort of evil voodoo, some bad mojo in the refrigerator in her garage that Punky Brewster is still locked in. And she gave me pink eye. <laughs> so, Dawn, I'll never make pink eye jokes around you again. I'm so sorry. Okay. Speaking of prizes. This week. Prizes. We are going to talk about exclusive prizes. So there are many of you, we kind of have a crossover population from Boogeyman's Closet and Pikmin's Vinyls. So there's a lot of fans of Pikmin's Vinyls that are fans of Josh, like to hear his antics, come over and listen to us. That means they're also buyers of his merchandise. Josh has been so, so kind to give us two exclusives as giveaways on the podcast for this week. These are the only giveaways that I am doing for this week's part of the prize package. So part three of four. What you're going to get are two things. You're going to get a super one-of-a-kind exclusive. Looking at it now, guys, I'm brain farting, director of the fly. Cronenberg. Yes, you get an exclusive, one-of-a-kind, David Cronenberg, cast in a Kool-Aid pink, red-pink color. The color of blood. The color of body horror. But not only do you get that, Josh, correct me if I'm wrong here, do I have the only orange glow-in-the-dark Michael Myers mask? Uh, it is not the only orange oh. one. It is the only orange one with a glow-in-the-dark uh, kind of paint splatter effect on the front uh, done by uh, directly sort of just tossing the pigment into the mold in a haphazard way. So, if you guys are a fan of the Michael Myers mask series that Josh has been doing, uh, for the record, the standard Michael Myers is off the table. He's the one that I got. So somewhere out there is Myers from Mars, who is the one everybody wanted. So this is kind of like a neon orange Aurora model kit style Michael Myers mask. Josh took a handful of glow-in-dark pigment, put it up his nose, and sneezed it directly onto the mask. It looks awesome when it glows in the dark. My nose still glows. Yes. <laughs> As well it should. Josh is no stranger to putting things up his nose for the sake of art. So this you're going to get two busts, one base. So the Michael Myers mask stands fine on its own. The David Cronenberg bust does not. But if you want to take him off the bust and put Michael Myers on it, you can totally do that. It's awesome either way. You're going to get both of these if you win this month's prize pack. And I have to say from experience that the Cronenberg bust is awesome. I like it more than Michael Myers. Uh, it looks so good. But it's up well, to you. If you're, you. A, if you're a Halloween fan, the pigment really pops on this orange one. So even if it's not glowing in the dark, it kind of accentuates the features of the face and the sculpt that Josh had a great job on. So... You're going to get both of these if you win this month, and you better like and share on Facebook if you want your chance at them, because 
These are the only ones that Josh is going to make. He's not going to make another David Cronenberg in red. And he sure as hell isn't going to be making this Michael Myers in orange. Because if you guys know anything about what Josh does, his molds can only take so much abuse. And then they can't take any more. And then I burn them. No, that's yes. not true at all. Josh uses the melted uh, molds I... to sacrifice children. But yeah, I, I generally do uh, to chop up the molds and then uh, use them as filler for new molds when when that is possible. So uh, a lot of the times when a mold is done, unless I have a piece in my possession to remold at some point, that's it. Yep. yep. And just as a general rule of thumb, these molds don't last forever. So Josh can't leave them sitting around. Eventually they break down. All right. So. Guys, I'm going to segue into something a little different, a little weird. I am a 40-year-old adult male, and I eat Happy Meals. Let me explain why. The doctors tell me I need to watch what I eat. I shouldn't be going to McDonald's and getting the large-size combo meals. I shouldn't be getting the large Coke, the large fry, along with my quarter-pounder of bacon. Because there's things like heart disease, cholesterol. I have a family to take care of. So <laughs> you can still have all the fun at McDonald's in smaller amounts with the smallest combo meal they have, the Happy Meal. So you get chicken nuggets or a burger, you get fries, you get delicious apples, and you get a toy. And it's only like three, four bucks, which is a hell of a lot cheaper than their combo meals, which can go all the way up to like 12 bucks. Um, and I got a taste for these. Vincent loves them too. Vincent loves chicken nuggets. <laughs> Anytime Josh gets chicken nuggies, you better give some to Vincent. Or it's going to be hell to pay. Uh, I mean, he will definitely sniff them. Um, when I was a poor ass college student, the only lunch I could afford were Burger King kids meals because there were two bucks, but I got a pretty balanced meal in that I got some sort of meat, fries, applesauce, drink, and a toy. And for whatever reason, I never stopped. So there's a little period of time from when I was like a teenager when I was too cool for that. But now I just buy them because it's a cheap meal. And if I like the toy, I keep it. But the toys usually stink. So if my daughter doesn't want them, they go into a box in my garage. Um, I don't know about you guys. I don't know if you're too cool for Happy Meals, but I love them. What about you guys? Um, I generally don't go to McDonald's um, just because as I've aged, my body has decided to reject McDonald's. <laughs> um, it's one of those things where... If I eat McDonald's, I need to be near a bathroom in the next 20 to 30 minutes. Um, but my son absolutely loves McDonald's, as most children do. And I've gone there many, many times specifically to get some kind of Happy Meal toy that he wants. Um, he's get less and less now that he, he's almost 10. But uh, some of the toys, I, I, I got to admit, I still have and love. I have... An Adventure Time uh, Jake with like long bendy limbs, and I, I love that figure. And then I have a little Linus figure with his blanket from when the Peanuts movie came out a couple years back. 
Um, and then I know Caleb got a few Mario toys when they did a they did a Mario Happy Meal a few years ago. I will occasionally get one for myself. Like if if we go to get him whatever toy it is, we'll both get a Happy Meal. And um, yeah, I mean it's it's not bad. It's but uh, like I said, my body does reject it now. So no, I don't I don't know what it is. I have the same problem. Gives me heartburn. Mm-hmm. Uh, and any kind of fast food cheese, forget it. But I should also mention, I'm not talking about just McDonald's. I'm talking about Burger King. I'm talking about Arby's. And I'm talking about the unsung hero of Happy Meal Prizes, Sonic. Who uh. sometimes has the coolest prizes ever, if you're lucky enough to find a Sonic that has these actual prizes. So Mike has been giving out Mad Balls from Sonic. I... Walked into a Sonic once when the Mad Balls were the prizes and bought two full cases and then sold them on eBay and I had a bunch left over. Yeah, those things um, are cool. But I and they also have like kid robot toys. Mm-hmm. Nerf. They they pull out some cool ones. Josh, what about you? Do you uh you know, I used to dabble. I used to dabble. Uh I definitely I see I used to go for the trifecta. I used to go for uh Burger King, McDonald's, Wendy's. Okay. As a little kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, as as I've grown up, the only one that isn't total hell on my stomach is Wendy's. Yep, same. Um, but that being said, I do feel like over the years, the Wendy's toys have gotten to be pretty dang cool. Yep. Uh, like, there are a lot of them that are just like, they're almost art toy level. Yep. Uh, and I think it helps that they, some of them have art toy designers behind them. But, uh, for example, the the weird Transformers toys they had that were like a plastic shell of a body with really thick cardboard limbs and you could change out the expressions on the visors. It was They were weird, but they were fun and cool and good, bulky Happy Meal toys. So yeah, every every once in a while I'll still have that moment where I'm like I want to go in there and, and get a kid's meal because I want the toy. Yep. So I want you to guys I'm going to tell you what supposed current Happy Meal prizes are. And then I want you guys to think about Happy Meal prizes that you had as a kid that you thought were awesome. I think we all have the same answer for the greatest Oh, yeah. But uh, currently at Sonic, the thing about Sonic is Sonic won't get rid of old prizes until they're gone. So you can go to a Sonic. I don't know if there's any Sonics in Buffalo, in Niagara Falls, um, but we got them in Rochester. And you could go in and get a prize from like three years ago. Currently, they're supposed to have gimmicky straws, but they've done uh, to. Kiddie I think I pronounced that right. Like designer art unicorns and Tyrannosaurus Rexes. They've had monster trucks, yeah, nerf guns, yeah. mad balls. They have this tater tot promotion where they have stuffed tater tots as various characters. And the current one is supposed to be some sort of straw gimmick. McDonald's just started a 50th anniversary of Disney with 50 individual Disney toys. Um, and let me check the Burger King kids meal. 
Burger King. 50. That's insane. Yeah. McDonald's can overdo it with um, with their prizes. It's trolls, I think. Burger King sit or miss with their prizes, but I like I kind of if I had to pick a burger, a fast food burger, probably gonna pick Burger King because I like their onion rings and I'll put them on the burger if I want to kill myself for that day. Um, <laughs> Arby's has the same price for like two years solid. Wendy's. It could be those cool Transformers things, or it could be like a collection of magnifying glasses are really weird. And if you're crazy enough to go to Chick-fil-A, it's usually a book. Chick-fil-A hates the concept of kids' meals for whatever Chick- reason. Chick-fil-A um, just sucks in general. I don't like Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A is hate chicken. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Never so, eaten there, never will. It's in so my bad. opinion, the be-all, end-all of Happy Meal prizes are the food formers. Yep. Do you guys agree? Oh, oh yeah. of course. So the food formers, if you are unaware, were McDonald's versions of Transformers where like a hamburger could turn into a robot or a French fry could turn into a robot or a chicken nugget could turn into a robot, a milkshake. Um, other toys of note would be like the chicken nuggets you could dress up. Um, McDonald's is usually the be all end all as far as prizes go. Am I missing stuff that you guys had as kids you thought were cool? Oh, there, there's a few. Um, one of the ones I really liked, for whatever reason, were the Looney Tunes uh, superhero Superheroes? Yes. Yeah. Yep. You could snap, snap the superhero shell onto them. Um, the little Mighty Max heads that they had for a while. Hey, I think Mighty it was, Max heads? Yeah, they had... Oh, I, I forgot say was, about that, yeah. It was Mighty Max and... Um, did they do Polly Pocket at the same time? I think so. Let me guess. The guys didn't come out because there's a choking hazard. I don't think they did. Now that I'm thinking about like, it's, it's been a long time since I've thought about this. Let me look, let me look it up real quick. No, you're I right. Think... I remember him. Yeah. I remember yeah. not wanting him as a kid because, well, as a teenager, because you couldn't pull the guy out of it, but it was looking back. It's just a cool looking monster head. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I had the little, the white one. <laughs> so weird little snowman, but, um, no, there. I mean, there were some cool ones. There was, um, oh god, there was the uh, the Looney Tunes, the Mighty Max. I'm trying to think of. The, there was another one that I wanted to bring up, and now I'm forgetting it. I'm, oh, I was the a Mupp- fan of the Muppet. Any of the, what's that? The Muppet Baby ones. Okay, you guys remember those where the Muppet yes. Babies all came with like like Kermit had like the rocking horse, and they all had some kind of vehicle that they would ride in. Uh, Gonzo came with a tricycle. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why I love those two. My daughter has some. We found them at a garage sale. She loves them. Those were great, great toys. I was a big fan of the 90s superhero sets where mm-hmm. they'd have like a vehicle, but there'd also be like a Batman who had like two points of articulation in his shoulders. Oh, yeah, those were yep. always cool, too. So you kind of got like a lame superhero toy if you're lucky and you didn't get like the the vehicle, which nobody really right. wanted ever. Um. Looking at you, penguin. <laughs> yep. Well, let's get into the nitty gritty. We're going to make the creepy meal. That's going to change, probably. That's a horrible name. <laughs> uh, whatever. The Count Creepy Head restaurant has the Count Creepy Head man child meal, which would be a happy meal that adult men can also eat, and women too. I don't want to be, you know, exclusive. So. 
here's what we're going to do. We're each going to pick the main food that's going to go into our Happy Meal. We'll do three. I'll do one. Josh will do one. Michael will do one. And a prize. So if you guys could pick that one fast food thing, it's not, it doesn't have to be chicken nuggets or hamburger. What would you want in your version of this fast food restaurant? Thrown into a cardboard box. And I'm assuming that we all want pop and soda, right? Right. Oh, yeah. Okay. And milkshakes and all that stuff. Josh, you could have one food and a Happy Meal. What would you want? Um, I'm going to start with... I'm going to start with onion rings. Just a big ass box of onion rings? Or is that is that your side? Is that your french fry? Yeah, that's my side. Okay. Uh it's mm. going to be it's going to be like onion rings and probably uh cuz I hate myself a spicy chicken sandwich. Mm. Mm. Is the prize toilet paper or like preparation? <laughs> <laughs> it is it is not. That's the problem. Now what you've got your savory what's your sweet is there like a cookie an applesauce uh, it's gonna be uh brainstorming brainstorming uh let's get weird and say churros oh you took mine <laughs> ah. <laughs> uh, yeah that sounds good i was gonna say i love me some churros and and the prize is gonna be uh one of those one of those random NECA capsule things because it could be something pretty cool, but it could also just be total crap. Okay. You don't want to make your own prize up? Oh, I didn't see uh yeah, no, I was for I was I was going the easy route. Um you know what? I'm gonna say uh I'm going to say a Crypt Keeper 8-Ball that gives you different puns when you shake it. Okay. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Mike, what about you? Okay, so we're, we're going we're gonna to each do the full meal, right? Yeah, no rules. All right, well, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do... Uh, <laughs> let's go with a really bad uh, fast food item, but just some crunchy tacos. Because um, mm. you never want to get those at a fast food place. They're always going to no. be but they're delicious, so we're going to go with some, some crunchy tacos, maybe some kind of spicy chipotle sauce or something. I had that for lunch at uh, at Chipotle. There you go. <laughs> Their taco option. Nobody ever goes for it, but it's great. Oh, it is good. Um, and then, you know what? Let's go with jalapeno tater tots. So jalapeno cheddar tater tots. Um, and then, yeah, I was going to say churros, but you know what? Uh, Taco Bell had these things for a little while. They were disgusting. Oh God, I know what they are. Delicious. <laughs> they were like these little fried um, pastries that were filled with icing, but it oh, just man. looked wrong when you ate them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it did. We oh man, those were so wrong that they were so good. <laughs> Me and Josh kept getting them. <laughs> those were, were so good. They were delicious, but the, I, I couldn't look at anyone when I was eating. Them. <laughs> the shame. But yeah, so we'll we'll go with a, a taco happy meal with some jalapeno tater tots and um, <laughs> <the> weird <laughs> icing splooge uh, pastries. But <laughs> as far as a toy goes, like keeping in the happy meal theme, 
concept. Everybody knows the weird little rubber monsters you put on your fingertips, right? With the little wiggly hands. Dude, you stole oh, yeah. my idea. Congratulations. <laughs> but I was going to say, go 80s movie monsters. So yep. have like a weird little tar man, you know, a weird, uh, you know, killer clown, a Jason, an alien, you know, and, and just, you know, so you can put one on each of your fingers and wiggle them all over the place. I am such a fan of. I don't know why this maybe happened to me like three, four times in my life tops where I'm out with a family when I'm a kid. We go to some sort of like Bob's Burger Shack middle of nowhere. It's not a chain restaurant, but they have a kid's meal. And they had just like junk prizes as your prize. And you would always get finger puppet. Yep. And or candy. But it was always like, oh, I, I love I, I have such a soft spot for like finger puppet. Wiggle monster. Mm-hmm. Well, that too. was what you got for no cavities at the dentist. Yep. It like that, that's where I got a prize, <laughs> and it was like ah, oh, and you you know, it's something they're so kitschy about them, but good God, I love they those. They were so fun. They really were. Um. Okay, I have to change my direction. All right. So for my food, I am going to go with. Buttered noodles. That is a comfort food of mine. Okay. A just big ass box of buttered noodles. Pasta, rigatoni's, whatever. So I'm just gonna take like a lunch lady scoop and just plop it into the Happy Meal with a fork. <laughs> um, the side will be whatever crunchy thing you want to put on top of it, like bacon bits. Just mm. bacon. Just here you go. Here's a handful of bacon to go on top of your buttered pasta. <laughs> bacon noodles. Um, my sweet is just going to be a donut. <laughs> because let's just put carbs on top of carbs. <laughs> but really, what you're going for is the prize. And I am going to do Masters Universe minifigures. Oh, nice. The ones are at retail, but now they're exclusive. To the kind of creepy head restaurant. You get one guy, and there's like eight in an assortment or whatever. There's 50. Who cares? <laughs> um, if not that, Godzilla toys would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think of something that I would personally collect, and I don't want gimmicks. I don't want like, you know, like punching action, pull it back, and it does something. Like, I just want a straight up toy. Rock'em Sock'em Kaiju would be pretty fun. That would be cool. The little Godzilla creatures with, like, punching fists. Um, I'd also be be a a big fan if they brought back Monster in my pocket. Yep. Put them in Happy Meals, so I'd have a reason to eat a ton of Happy Meals. Um, Yeah. I love Happy Meals, but they don't fill me up. Also, how about just a full-size Chipotle burrito? (laughs) Exactly. With the chips and the Mexican Coke, but for like four bucks and give me a prize. Yeah. Yeah. Do it right now. Chipotle. (laughs) With your all natural ingredients, your overpriced food, you dicks. (laughs) Quick funny story. Remember a few years ago, there was a Chipotle like value member card where you got points. It was like a summer promotion for every piece of Chipotle you ate. Yeah. So no. 
my lunches are reimbursed through my job, which was my excuse to eat as much Chipotle as possible during this promotion. It was like a three-month promotion. I racked up oh, enough God. points to have two fully catered meals from Chipotle, and they weren't small catered meals. You got like four boxes, gigantic like Millennium Falcon sized boxes. Holy crap. Of like one was all meat, one was all chips, one was all like cheese and fixings, and the other was just all tortillas. Oh Plus they God. came easy foil trays with sterno canned heat to heat them up. And I remember getting them and I couldn't find enough people to come over to my house to eat free Chipotle. I just didn't have enough friends. And like <laughs> We froze a bunch of it, but it just doesn't taste good like yeah. a second time around. So we just like threw away all this Chipotle. Oh, man. Oh, and also a big thing of guac, like this huge bowl of guac. A trough of guac. Yeah, it was like a whole <laughs> avocado tree. That would not have lasted in my house. <laughs> Between my wife and son, they they are guacamole nuts. They, they love that stuff. I mean, I love it too, but holy hell, they love that stuff. We went nuts. But we only found, like, four friends to come over. And, like, my daughter was one, and she was eating guacamole. And we're like, <laughs> this is a bad idea for a baby with diapers and stuff. And it was. <laughs> but I, I just remember it was one of those things, like, everybody has that story, like, oh, Dad won a contest. We won a life, lifetime supply of cereal or something. It was just two catered Chipotle meals. I did it twice. It was insane. <laughs> All right. Uh- Oh, real quick before we get off this, uh, one, uh, two things I forgot to bring up as far as the Happy Meal toys go, uh, because they were more recent. Or well, I say recent, but within like they, I was an adult when they happened. Let's put okay. it that way. When the uh, Star Wars uh, special edition trilogy was re-released in the or was released in theaters, Taco Bell had the tie-ins. Yes. Oh yeah, they had awesome toys. I still have. The floaty Boba Fett, which is basically like the floating bird figure. Yes. I still have that. And the um, there's the Yoda Darth Vader cube with the mirror. Yep. And yep. the uh, puzzle cube. I, I still have all of those. I loved the floating Bespin. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was a great one, too. And the other set that I still have is the Star Wars Episode Three Burger King toys. There was 31 of them. And oh my god. I have all of them with the exception yeah. of a few of the vehicles. <laughs> were these the vehicles, the big heads? Yeah. No, no, no. These these were the ones they actually had figures. There there was like they were super deformed, like squat little chibi style figures. But then they had vehicles. There was an X-Wing, um, a TIE Fighter, the Land Speeder, one of the Jedi, you know, starships, the Millennium Falcon, and a pod racer. But then there was also some stuffed animal ones. There was a Wampa, oh, yeah, 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 Wampa, yeah. all of that. But then there were all the little figures. Some of them had um, like action features. Like there was the Yoda. You could make him do like little flips. You can wind him up and he would flip. Uh, Boba Fett had a water squirting feature. And then my favorite one was the Vader Anakin. Like it was Vader and you pop the shell open and there's a little Anakin inside. <laughs> yeah, I remember these. And those were just, I mean, and that was like, that was 2005. Those were great figures for a Happy Meal toy or for you yeah. know, a Kids Meal toy. And my God, I, I loved those things. Like they were doing like three a week or something crazy like that. They, McDonald's last year 
recently did more Star Wars half a meal things. They're like these hologram, like you look inside of them and there's a hologram of a character. And they're like mm-hmm. their keychains. You mentioned that the Taco Bell uh, original trilogy re-release, I was, as I've alluded to, a, a delinquent <laughs> and a mall rat too. So I'd be hanging around the mall with my friends. And what we would do is because Taco Bell not only had the Happy Meal promotion, they had a promotion on the cups where you get to peel off yeah. stickers and there was like prizes you could win. So what Taco Bell used to do at the mall, you'd place your order and they would put your order out and you had to come get it. So what me and my delinquent friends would do is just run up and take people's food. <laughs> and just get tons of free Taco Bell. So we would kind of like hang around like we were not paying attention and we wait for somebody to get called more than once. They'd be like, Bob, Bob, your order five. And we just run up and grab it like we were Bob and get whatever Taco Bell they had because it was free. And we just go eat at the other side of the mall. Um, yeah. <laughs> I do remember those uh, peel off prize cups. Um, I remember with the Star Wars one, but the, the one that I think I just ate way too much Taco Bell was when Batman and Robin was out. Yeah. And they had the different cups with like mr freeze and poison ivy and bane and all that and i remember multiple times because my mom was like it's funny she hates uh fast food for the most part but she loves taco bell (laughs) and we used to go all the freaking time like it took nothing to convince her to go to taco bell all i had to say is you want to get taco bell she's like yeah let's go (laughs) like taco bell (laughs) because my dad hates taco bell like with a passion so she never gets it and um, we would always win free food with our drinks. So it was like we'd get like, oh, free nachos or free Choco Taco or free Mexican pizza. So like, well, we got to come back. We got to get our free thing. <laughs> and we just kept going back over and over and winning more Taco Bell food. I think, yeah, I won tons of those free mini churros. Yep. The Taco Bell does or whatever they're called. The cinnamon puff spinny things. Yeah, the cinnamon twists. Um, having said that, I haven't had Taco Bell in over 20 years. See, now uh, that's one of the few fast foods I will still get because Caleb really likes, um, he loves the Doritos tacos. Like he loves actual Mexican food, but he's like, like that's his favorite junk food, uh, fast food type thing is a Dorito taco. So we'll often go and they have those five or I think they're $6 now, but the $6 box where you yeah. get like a, a drink, a tie, all that well, we'll just get one of those and a Dorito taco, and then we'll split it. Like he'll eat the two, t- like he'll eat the taco from the box and the Dorito taco and the drink, and then I'll have whatever like burrito or chalupa or whatever it is that comes with it. Um, but yeah, I mean it's pretty decent deal. It's cheap as hell, and um, you know we both get to eat out of it. So <laughs> it's yeah. Not bad. Uh, once Chipotle came around, I was done with <laughs> Taco Bell. Oh, yeah, no, um, see, if we get Mexican, we usually get La Guerrera because that's like an actual Mexican restaurant right around the corner from me. So, <laughs> OK, yeah, or like a sit down Mexican place, but yeah. I don't have the time when I'm working, unfortunately. OK, are you guys ready for some more Aunt Mabel? Aunt Mabel is here for her final commercial, but then she has to go back to the home. The retirement home that's conveniently located in the flea market, in the old abandoned Pizza Hut. Or wait, no, it's an old abandoned Kmart. Off of Route 11. So sit back, listen to her services because she's got bills to pay, and we'll be right back. 
Oh, hello, dears. I just got back from having a lovely lunch with Tom Atkins. We were having some Arnold Palmer's and doing an eight ball of cocaine. Oh, it was such a lovely lunch. Oh, and he has quite the mustache right now. Anyway, I wanted to tell you about Mygor and Morgoth, the two dark lords of migraines. They're the reasons that your head hurts so bad, and they're the reasons that you can't stick fish sticks inside other things other than your mouth. So don't try it. They'll give you a bad headache. Anyway, they cause you migraines if you don't sacrifice enough children to them. So they're the ones that you want to appease when you're sacrificing your children and you're praying to the Dark Lords and you're... Cross, yes, God, yeah, yeah, yes, yes, so remember, dears, just get your little neighborhood ruffian, sacrifice him to Lord Morgoth, eat a lovely fish stick, and give oral to Tom Atkins. Bye-bye. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> I was cackling throughout the entire. <laughs> I'm so glad that I was muting. Oh. You know, it says it says something about your personality that you find a Satan worshiping old lady hilarious <laughs> for whatever reason. <laughs> it, uh, for for me, it was it was more about the sticking fish sticks and things and oral to Tom Adkins. I did not forever ex- associate fish sticks with. R2-D2 and Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> okay, explain. <laughs> In Dagobah, when Yoda yep. is fighting oh. R2-D2 for the weird fish stick thing. That's right. And I hate fish sticks. I think fish sticks are the most vile food on the planet. Oh, I love them. <laughs> okay, guys. We haven't talked about vintage toys in a long time. Uh, it's been a few episodes anyways. And I thought I'd kind of kick things off with a bang. And talk about the first assortment or actually the first year of vintage Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because they weren't widely available when they first came out. So some people's first exposure might've been the second series that had all of the first series within it. Um, What are your memories? Like who was your first Ninja Turtle? Do you guys remember? Oh man. Oh yeah. (laughs) I I think these are fond for all of us, but Josh, I'll let you go first. Go ahead. Uh, what what a great memory this was. <clears throat> so my one year for Christmas, uh, and it must it must have been the first first Christmas that they were out. Um, I'm blanking on what year because I was but a wee child. Eighty eight. So yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, so I Christmas morning. Uh, or rather, no, it's uh, Christmas Eve. I am at my aunt's house, as we always did our family Christmas Eve at my aunt's house. Opened up my gift from my aunt, only to be staring down a 
terrifying warthog monster, which I promptly <laughs> dropped and screamed, Ah! I don't want that! It's scary! <laughs> Uh, and it took me, it like, it took someone else opening it and putting it in my hand to be like, look, isn't this fun for me to be like, okay, that actually is kind of fun. And look at all that sculpted detail. Oh, boy. I want all these weird, ugly things. Uh, and at the time, yeah, the only ones I could get were uh, the other turtles, Shredder, Splinter, uh, I wasn't. I didn't get Rocksteady at first because I couldn't find him. It was a long time before I had a Rocksteady. So, the first year, 1988, saw the release of the Four Turtles, Shredder, the Foot Soldier, Bebop, Rocksteady, April O'Neil. Then you have year two, which also had characters that kind of people lumped into that first assortment but you have ace duck krang genghis frog baxter stockman casey jones leatherhead metalhead rat king usagi ojimbo and general trag yep mike and vincent is chiming in as well (laughs) vincent who's your favorite scratch oh i'm sure (laughs) see now i was very uh very early to the party with these it was, I want to say, you know, I can't remember. You said they're 88, right? I thought I thought it was like Christmas of 87 that they came out, but I could be could be wrong. You might. Well, I mean, they might consider Christmas 87 a 1988 release because because I remember it was before the the five episode uh, miniseries was like well known. The five episode miniseries had already come and gone and there wasn't a lot of fanfare about it, but the toys had come out. And I remember being at Kmart with my mom Christmas shopping and there's an end cap display with all of the figures. And I immediately went nuts. Like the, the two that grabbed me right off the bat were Donatello and the foot soldier. I don't know why I thought the bow staff was so cool, but that was, I didn't, I knew nothing about the characters. I just thought it looked cool that he had a bow staff. And I loved the way the foot soldier looked like a weird robotic ape. <laughs> that was a ninja. And, uh, I wanted them so bad, but my mom was like, you know, no, you're not getting these. Like, you know, we're already done Christmas shopping. You're not getting these figures. And because, again, I've said before on the show how my parents were very big on, like, you're already collecting this line. Like, I don't want you branching out and do a whole new thing mm-hmm. and, like, getting all these figures. So I had, like, at that point, I had Star Wars, Masters of the Universe, and G.I. Joe's. Like, those were my big things. Um, and, of course, I had other toys like Transformers, GoBots, et cetera, et cetera. But for the most part, like G.I. Joe was the primary line I was getting. But apparently my mom noticed like just how much I wanted these figures. So she ended up going back and not only getting me all four turtles and the foot soldier and shredder, but she got me the cheapskate and the knucklehead for Christmas. Nice. Um, so now I had no idea this was happening. I was was convinced I'm not getting them. I you know I always got like the money from aunts and uncles for Christmas. So like the day after Christmas, we'd always go and I'd end up buying a few toys that I didn't get that I really wanted. So I was like, okay, well after Christmas, I'm I'm gonna buy that that foot soldier and that turtle. Like I was hell bent on getting those. And um, Christmas Eve. 
that year, we always had the thing where we were allowed to open one present. And um, my mom handed me uh, a package. It was very clearly a figure. And I ripped it open, and there's the foot soldier staring at me. And I was so damn excited. Like, for the rest of the night, like, we had family come over. Like, my grandparents came over for dinner and all that. And for the rest of the night, I was just playing with that foot soldier figure. Like, he was going on all sorts of adventures all across my living room. And uh, then Christmas morning comes around, and I rip open the other four turtles, or the four turtles and Shredder, along with the cheapskate and the knucklehead. And, oh, my God, I had so much fun. In fact, I remember, because I didn't know anything about the characters yet, I, I vividly remember uh, opening Donatello first and then having the other turtles still in their packages and pretending that they were, like, captured in prisons and he had to free them from their their little prison bubbles <laughs> so donatello ripped open the packages for the other figures but man i i absolutely adored those and it's funny because one of my friends at the time he also got the four turtles for christmas but the turtle blimp as well mm. so on christmas vacation i remember going over to his house with my stuff and we had so much fun playing with the turtle blimp and the knucklehead and all of our figures it, it was it was a really good Christmas, but that's uh, so awesome. Been a huge fan ever since. <laughs> the Turtle Blimp is maybe like one of the greatest vehicles of all time, just from its sheer size. Oh yeah. Um, and being so damn swoopable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every person I know that had it hung it from their ceiling in their bedroom. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and I have it, since bought every single version of the Turtle Blimp that has come out after the fact, except for one because they always feature that inflatable blimp gimmick, and yeah. I can't help myself. Um, the latest one from the uh, Nick Turtles line kind of sucked, but uh, it still wasn't bad. You know, it's the Turtle Blimp. Um, Didn't it have like little repelling like grappling hooks or something? Yeah, it had a problem in that like you had to snap it to the inflatable blimp. So like the the glider base is supposed to clip into the blimp, but it wasn't engineered correctly. So once you blow it up, these male pins that would snap into the female ports on the glider didn't mm -hmm. line up correctly. So oh, I gotcha. it had to be slightly deflated and then it looked weird because it wasn't completely round. It had like this odd shape with a head. It just was off, but I had to buy it. I found it on clearance. I was like, it's a turtle blimp. Got to have this. Um, my first Ninja Turtle was Raphael. And like Mike, I got him at Kmart. And what my parents used to do is that if I had a good report card, like a mm -hmm. quarterly report card. They're like, okay, well, let's take you to the store. You can buy a toy. Like yep. an action figure because you did good or your grades got better. And I remember I thought it was so cool that Raphael could hold his size in his belt. Yep. That they would come out. So I had a soft, soft, squeezy head, Raphael. There's two versions if, you know, that's important. A uh, hard head or a soft head. All my turtles were the soft heads. Same. And then I quickly, that spring... And I got everybody except for April O'Neil because she was hard to find and I just didn't care enough. Um, and also, I never was really big on Splinter. I had him, but I never played with him as much. Because mm -hmm. he looked so weird. He had this weird dick-shaped head. 
<laughs> That's the only way to describe it. Um, so it was never very fun for me to play with. And then I collected them probably for another three years, like up until 90. And then I kind of got out of it once they started doing like basketball Michelangelo and, uh, you know, in the army Leonardo. Like at that point, I was like, I want new characters. I don't need the 200th version that's not very cool to me of the main four turtles. Like I stopped caring when they got to like, once they got past the battle shells, which I thought was a sweet gimmick. Um, yeah, I, I got sick of it. Like when there was troll turtles, I was like, I'm done. I, I was still cherry picking at that point. Um, I definitely was a turtle collector for a very long time. And uh, there were, there were several that I never found. Like, obviously I never found scratch. Um, or hotspot, but uh, yeah, I, I collected even some of the the weird offshoot turtles. Like I I had the I only had the cave turtle of Leonardo. That was the first one that came out. Yep. But there was something really fun about the proportions of that figure. Like he was just this huge bruiser of a figure, and the way his because turtles always had that cool articulation where it was each figure kind of had their own type of articulation dependent on the sculpt of that figure and um the cave turtle leonardo had these like swivel forearms so it was very easy to like put him in like like a torpedo position like where he was jumping with his fists out or like to have him clothesline somebody so i had a lot of fun playing with that figure i um i always regretted not getting the universal monster turtles which are at the tail end of the original line yeah um I have some now, but I still don't have them all. Um, I think that was kind of like the last peak for me until they came back with the Nick stuff. Um, mm. But I think like the last turtle that I like really sought out and bought was Mutagen Man. Oh, yeah. And then after that, I was like turning 11, girls, video games, and it was just like, uh, too cool for Ninja Turtles. Except I, I was clearly making an exception because it was like, this is a skeleton with guts in a tank. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's no denying how cool Mutagen Man is. And yep. there was a few years where I was not buying toys until the Aliens figures came out. And then I gave up and just started collecting like a maniac. But, um, yeah. I Ninja think, Turtles. I think 93 was probably the last year that I was really buying, like buying quite a few of them. <clears throat> Cause that if, if, if I'm not mistaken, that's the year that the third movie was out. And, Oh, uh, turtles three. <laughs> yeah. That, that kind of killed it for me. Um, I have the Leonardo from that movie with the, the weird, like samurai outfit. And, um, <sighs> that was like the last one that I can remember being like, all right, I'm, I'm done now. <laughs> um, which it, it does kind of suck because there were some cool figures that year that I totally missed out on. Um, like, obviously I said, I, I couldn't find, uh, you know, scratch and hotspot and all that, but there were the robotic bebop and Rocksteady that I didn't know about until years later. Cause I wasn't really looking for them. Um, and then the other cave turtles, I never got those. And I loved, mm -hmm. like I said, I loved the Leonardo figure. But yeah, the early waves of turtles, I collected heavily and um, I didn't have a ton of the vehicles, but I had the vehicles that seemed to matter. <laughs> you know, like I had the pizza thrower, the technodrome, 
um, you know, the foot cruiser. I, the only one I didn't have that everybody seems to have is the party wagon. I never had that because as much as it's cool in the show, I had a, a ton of friends that had it. And it just reminded me of like a yellow bread box. <laughs> like, it, it wasn't that fun to me. I can confirm because I had it. There was nothing in the inside of it except for stickers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, just, it was very boring. I, I never really wanted it. Now, the one that I did want but never got was the module. And um, yeah, I never had that either. That's awesome because I love that, the concept it was of so a drill cool. tank. Yeah. Yeah. It looked really cool. However, I did make my own module out of two liter bottles. <laughs> I used to, uh, I would take like, uh, cardboard like the poster board and kind of roll it into a cone shape and tape it over the tip of the end of the bottle and then i would just cover the rest of the the bottle in poster board and draw on it and cut a door in it and that was basically my module (laughs) i would just shove figures in there and play with this hey that works that sounds pretty fun actually yeah so i had the turtle layer Mm-hmm. With uh, which I love because I love tubes <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> Same. A- any kind of tube I could put a guy down, I thought was cool. But how was the Technotron? Oh, it was great. And you could connect. So good. You could connect the front of it to the the sewer layer, so you could take the 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 tubes from the sewer layer and connect it right to the front of the Technodrome. It was oh, awesome. awesome. It was so much fun. But the funny thing is, like, I never and I've explained this on the show before. I never played by the storyline of whatever the tie in media was. So I never played like, oh, the turtles are the heroes and, you know, Shredder's the bad guy and all that. These were all just, you know, whatever character I felt like was the good guy at the time. And I just kind of had them beat the hell out of each other. But a lot of times the mutants were mixed in with my G.I. Joe figures. They were either, you know, some kind of super soldier or like some kind of alien or Dr. Mindbender's creations. So the Technodrome became like a G.I. Joe vehicle. I used that as like this rolling laboratory. And um, I would always have whatever Dr. Mindbender's newest creation in the jail of the Technodrome. And like the other areas were him making new mutants and then, you know, would send them off to fight whoever the good guys were. So <laughs> I, I never I never played by the rules. Yeah, I always did a similar thing where, like, it would be in the jail and then they'd unleash it into the sewers beneath the city. Yep. <laughs> Usually it was Muckman. That was my Muckman and Scumbug were my go to monsters. Yeah. For our um, Baxter Stockman was my Brundlefly. Yep. Yep. Long time. And for whatever reason, I loved the foot soldier as oh, yeah. this like, indestructible, very bizarre orangutan robot yep um play with that a lot and um i'm kind of kicking myself in the butt for not picking up the super seven one but what can you do you know i i will say uh we were talking about this earlier um in our text messages about the the weirdness of the cartoon tailspin and how it um how it kind of uh, informed some of my play patterns as a kid. The uh, the weird little sky surfing that I think his name was Kit, the, the Kit little bear. Cloud Kicker. Yes. <laughs> that I always thought was cool. And uh, me and my buddy Jeff, like, 
made out of cardboard and pipe cleaners, little skyboards, and um, specifically Genghis Frog. I remember using using him a lot because he had the perfect feet for it. We could kind of strap him to this board really easy, and we would set the turtle copter on his dresser and pretend like it was flying, and then just have turtles and figures jump out on these little cardboard sky sleds and like fly down to the battlefield. And uh, man, that was just that was, that was good times. <laughs> that sounds like it. They're just fun you know, figures. It reminds me of around the same time G.I. Joe was having the same same gimmick with the pull cord helicopters and the G.I. Joes who <sighs> would attach to gliders. Yes, I loved those. The battle copters and the um, was it Sky Force? Yeah, I forget what the, the gliders yeah. were, but uh, oh, those were so much fun. Worked a little bit. The figures were really cool that yep. they came with. Um, yeah. Interrogator was one of my favorites. I love Interrogator. He made no sense, but I love nope. him. He had that weird, like, it looked like an egg beater on a gun. <laughs> yeah. Was... And his helmet didn't fit the contours of the human face. So, <laughs> yeah. like, what he could view was, like, around where his mouth was. I don't know. Yep. He was just cool. You know, so Cobra. Yeah. <laughs> You know, fun side story about Ninja Turtles. One of, one of my favorite uh, Ninja Turtle memories was we, we used to have to go. We'd go to church every Sunday morning. And um, we, we went. Our, our, I want to say the service was at like 11 was the one that we went to. Because I remember always watching Ninja Turtles before going to church on Sunday. And um, it was the episode with the punk frogs. And I was getting all jazzed, like, oh, they're they're gonna make they're gonna make you know these these frog toys. They're gonna make more of them because they had Genghis Frog already. And um, I remember begging my mom if we could go to Hills after church. So we went, you know, we went to church, we went to Hills, and I go running over to the toy section, and what do I find? But Scumbug and Muckman. And I had no clue these were even like that these were even a thing. But they just grabbed my attention so hard and still to this day are two of my all time favorite toys from childhood. And it was just one of those random like, you know, hey, yeah, you, you did all your chores this week. You you know, you did good in school. Let's get you these two toys. And so they were just because toys and they were toys that I didn't even know existed. So it, it was like that almost like a Christmas morning surprise. But man, I love those figures. <laughs> I have. Two points that just popped in my head. A new thing that I forgot to mention from earlier. Playmates is doing a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles X Cobra Kai. Oh. Yeah. Oh. They're so garbage. It's Ninja Turtles, but they all have black bandanas. It's the release of their like super articulated turtles and then Cobra Kai characters. They look like I don't and know what fun. they're thinking. And fun fact for you, I don't know if it's still up online or not, but at some point, like, right after they were first shown off, uh, Steve Varner of Varner Studios uh, put up on social media, he was like, anyone know who sculpted anything to do with any of these? Because we haven't touched TMNT since the Nickelodeon series. Yeah. Wow. You know, so so even Varner Studios, who you know does most of the Ninja Turtle sculpting, was confused by them. I mean, and here's the thing: like both properties are awesome, 
you know, everybody loves the Ninja Turtles. Like I, I'm a huge fan of Cobra Kai and I really didn't care about the Karate Kid movies, but oh my God, I love that TV show. And these, they are hard, they are hot garbage. Like, <laughs> but I mean, like, I don't know. I just think, I don't know who these are for. The garbage can. Yeah. <laughs> they're for clearance is what they're for. Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, you have so, two great properties and do nothing with them. You mentioned Hills. In Rochester, the go-to place for Ninja Turtles for a lot of kids was this place called Tent City. Tent City was a camping superstore located in the most dangerous neighborhood in Rochester. So, <laughs> That's like, not good. Dangerous in the 80s. It's so dangerous now that there's nothing left. It's like Baghdad. It's just empty buildings everywhere. Oh, my God. But this place, Tent City, primarily had camping equipment. It was around since, like, the 50s. Um, but they had toys, too. So you'd walk in, and they would they didn't have pegs or anything. They would just, like, a big box Sam's Club kind of thing. They would cut the top of a box and just drop it on the floor. And that's how I always found all my Ninja Turtles is you go to Tent City and walk around and look at the floor. And they just have these boxes that are ripped open. And it would be all of one character. So it would be all Muckman, all Ace Duck, whatever. And they get them by the case, drop them on the floor. And Tent City was so backwards. Like, you, if you went, you'd have to have an adult walk you in because there's always hobos. Ooh. Like, walking around like, change, change. And you get into Tent City. <laughs> And it was like the basement in Return of Living Dead. So like all it was like a three story building. You had to walk up these stairs that you could fall through. The floor had like plywood covering holes. It was such an experience, but it's just I always associate that like this dangerous building with Ninja Turtles for whatever reason. Sort of like the turtle lair. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Um so that's probably one of many conversations about Ninja Turtles. Um, but we're definitely going to come back to it. I just wanted to bring it up because I feel like, I mean, we do talk about Ninja Turtles a lot, but we haven't talked about vintage Ninja Turtles, which is something we all had. And also, if you want them, you got that itch. They're at Walmart. They've re-released them for the 900th time. <laughs> Go to any Supercenter, you're going to find them. Um, and something I should mention before I forget that I wanted to talk to Mike and Josh about, but it'll fit into the show. You could buy NECA figures at Walgreens. Believe it yeah, or not. I didn't know about yeah. that. Um, much like you can buy McFarlane toys at Walgreens, some Walgreens have been getting select NECA movie figures. And the only one that I've seen so far is Michael Myers from the newest Halloween. But apparently that's changing into New Blood Jason. So on top of that, you can go to Best Buy. They have a decent action figure aisle in some of the stores. Other stores, it's just like Fortnite, Star Wars. Other stores, you can get NECA, Marvel Legends. On top of everything else, they have like Barbies, LOLs, Hot Wheels cars, things like that. And yes, Kohl's has a toy department. Um, everything's overpriced. Once in a while, you get lucky and find a Maginex for cheap or like a Lego set on clearance, but you have to go to Kohl's. 
So take yeah, it no with thanks. a grain of salt. Um, I happen to know somebody that loves Kohl's, so I'm in there a lot while they're shopping. And I check their toy department once in a while. You could find something good on clearance. Uh, I think last time I was there, they had the <sighs> Spin Masters DC stuff was a little bit cheaper than retail on clearance. So if you're itchy and you're bored, go check it out. Are you guys ready for this week's Hall of Fame? Of course. Oh, yes. So our winner last week was the NECA 18-inch New Blood Jason. Woo! Won pretty handily. It wasn't even close. I think it was like seven votes to everybody else's two or three. Do you guys have winners for this week picked out? I believe I do. All right, Mike, because you won, I'll let you go first. Okie dokie. I'm going to go with uh, what I was originally going to go with last week. Uh, before we did the Jason theme from the old spawn toy line, I want to say it was series seven, but it was the werewolf figure, the mangler. I freaking loved that toy. It had like these creepy, long spindly limbs, the articulated massive jaw and like some kind of weird stick with a skull on it. (laughs) And it was a great monster figure. I have been yeah. so itchy for Spawn stuff lately. Mm-hmm. Um, last week before I went to uh, Dawn's Island of Dr. Moreau that she lives on, um, <laughs> I stopped at the mall on transit that has a bunch of flea markets inside of it just to kind of kill some time on my lunch. I didn't want to eat lunch, so I was like, I'm going to go in and see what I can find. Um Conversely, I found a swarm alien, electronic swarm alien from Kenner, which mine is a little damaged. I got a better one, but it didn't realize that it came from a smoker. So I had to clean the toy thoroughly to get the smoky smell off of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had tons of spawn stuff for cheap everywhere, but nothing that I wanted, unfortunately. Uh, so it's like, I don't want pilot spawn. I want the mangler. I want some of the Felibic brothers, that kind of stuff. Yeah. That that whole wave, wave seven was awesome. That that also had zombie spawn, which this is something I, I meant to bring up when we were talking about spawn toys a couple episodes ago. But one of the things I've always liked that McFarlane has done with the repaints, because, you know, you know, they're coming. Yep. Um, and sometimes the repaints just are a cool repaint like the Mangler. Zombie had, spawns repaint was awesome. That's the one I wanted to talk about, because that's the one I had. I had the original zombie spawn. And unfortunately, it broke because, you know, it was McFarland toy. Um, but the KB, I think it was KB exclusive zombie spawn repaint with the chainsaw arm. Yep. I still have that standing in my living room on my fireplace mantle to this day. It's been there since I moved in. <laughs> and he's just chilling there, standing next to the kingdom come dead man figure that I have. I, man, they're. When McFarlane does a repaint, he does it great because you'll get a little something new usually thrown in there. And man, they had like a lot of cool exclusives too. Yep. Um, what wave was the freak in? I think five. He was one that I loved to death because he came with that big sack full of weapons. Yep. Um, God damn it. I got to go back and get all these guys. I think it's, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at him now. I actually got the freak uh, on eBay 
years ago. I, I was like, I, it was still when when like the toy was in stores, but I was looking up Spawn Comics because um, I, I and I, I think I told this on the on the show before, but I was it, like heavily into comics during the early Image days, and then kind of got out in the mid '90s, and then got back in again in the late '90s. And um, I was looking up Spawn issues on eBay, and I bought a like a big box of Spawn comics. But the guy threw in a freak figure, um, Salmon Twitch. I forget who the other. There was another figure he threw in there. I think it might have been Nuclear Spawn. It was one of the Spawn variants. <laughs> but um, and they were just all open with random accessories in a Ziploc bag. And I'm like, okay, cool. I didn't expect to get this, but you know, I ain't gonna say no. There were some spawns that were so weird that you couldn't comprehend what was going on. Yeah. The spawn that was in the mech suit, not manga spawn. Future spawn. Future spawn. I love that figure. Well, like, so yeah, same. What, what's going on with future spawn? He had um, like a missile in his chest. Yeah. And it was like the chewed up corpse of spawn in this bizarre mech suit. This is kind of also when they gave the four horsemen free reign yeah. to do whatever they wanted. Um, and salmon twitch, which I never bought because it bugged me. You couldn't take the headsets off, and they had giant guns, mm-hmm. which it bugged me because they weren't superheroes. But right, um, there's a later release of salmon twitch that was like based on a comic book cover, which is much better in my opinion. Yeah, it was based um, on uh, the salmon twitch comic series that spun off of Hellspawn. I was totally gonna say that. Just oh, texting sorry. you. <laughs> yeah, totally, uh, Josh. What about you, man? Uh, I think I've got the winner this week. Uh-oh. Okay. I'm going to go with the Trapasaurus Rock from Rocks and Bugs and Things with the classic Red Mortals. Oh, that's such a great toy. So I'm writing this down. I love the Mortals. With Red Mortal. I'm sorry, Josh, you don't have the winner, though. I don't you know. know. Why? I'm going to beat it. Okay, first okay. of all, let's talk about Rocks and Bugs and Things. An insane toy line from the 80s where rocks would turn into monsters and eat these little mortals, which were like... Little monsters. Little monsters, like a testicle with teeth. I guess <laughs> they were the things. Yeah. And sometimes the rocks would turn into bugs. And also and eat there, the mortals. There... And there were bugs with, like, weird split-open faces. Yeah. They were cool. Very, very cool. But also kind of like Blink and You Miss It early 80s toy line that I never had because I was a little too young when they came out, and I never knew anybody that bought them. Uh, it wasn't something I found out about until I was much older. Um, so I hate to play a trump card on you guys, but I haven't had a winner in a long time, and it's been bugging me. <laughs> do it skeletor oh yeah <laughs> that's that's a winner vintage skeletor if there's a time to nominate skeletor it's now because skeletor it's yeah. a shame he hasn't been in here yet and coming right out of right off of power con that yeah. feels right yeah that makes a lot of sense um you know, maybe you'll get a vote or two, but I have a feeling most people are going to be like Skeletor. They'll be like, oh, I had that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, I will say um, there's probably going to be a lot of McFarlane picks from me in the 
you know, coming weeks, because once I started going down the rabbit hole of figures that I had as a teenager, because usually I look at the figures I had as a kid. Once I started looking at the figures I had as a teenager, I got super nostalgic for so many spawn toys. So I'm thinking. <sighs> the Grave Digger. Mm-hmm. Is maybe. Peak McFarlane. See, I feel like I want to say it was like 98, 99 is where I feel like McFarlane was like at their the top of their game because that's that's when uh the movie maniacs first came out but that's also when they were doing stuff like spawn the dark ages where they had yep. the the cool they had good articulation but amazing sculpts and paint apps still it was before they dropped the articulation uh they also released like i want to say it was 2000 the night riders line where it was yep. the, the weird future like cyberpunk spawn and they were three and three fourth inch with the motorcycle. I loved those toys. Those were freaking amazing. So this just brought up a crazy memory I had. And maybe you guys can kind of confirm that I'm not crazy. <laughs> Hold on one second. So I have a problem in that I have a giant head that they don't make earphones that fit properly. And mm. then I have my cartilage pierced in my one ear. So the headphone is pinching my head and pinching the piercing in my cartilage. And oh, it's very yeah. uncomfortable. So I have to adjust sometimes. So I took a trip from Rochester to Niagara Falls to go to the outlet mall. Mm -hmm. Back in the day, were there more than one outlet mall? Or was there more than one outlet mall in Niagara Falls? Or was it uh, always been the one? I just remember the one. There was also the Rainbow Mall downtown. Yeah. And then there was the Summit Park Mall All that right. was very close to the outlet mall. This might have been the Rainbow Mall. So this is when the Nitro Riders came out from McFarland. The Rainbow Mall's gone, right? Um, the building's still there. I don't know what's in it, though. <laughs> okay, so I just on a whim was like, I'm going to go look for toys in Niagara Falls. I walk into this store, and they literally, it was like when you're a kid and the merchandising is to the ceiling. Mm -hmm. um, so think of like... <laughs> Bed Bath and Beyond. Now that has like towels stacked 18 feet high. This guy had that much, but with nitro riders. Oh That's crazy. <laughs> and I remember seeing him and just being like, what the hell? And this is when there was gold variants you could get. Yep. But he had bought so much that he had tons of those too. And I was like, oh my God. But I had already bought them. And I was like, meh. And I didn't care about the gold ones because I never liked gold variant figures because they're just, to me, it was like gold spray paint on something you already had. Yeah. And it wasn't like real gold. So it existed. Because <laughs> sometimes <laughs> I have these fever dreams of toy stores that have never been around. I mean, there was, okay, there was in the factory outlet mall. There was the toy. It was toy liquidators that then became a KB that I know, Josh, I know you're very familiar with that. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that was a and, KB Toy Works toy liquidators. Yes. Now, that one I have a ton of toy memories from. Then inside the outlet mall at one point, I, I want to say it was like the late 80s. There was a little like um, it was almost like a baseball card slash like comic slash toy shop. 
they had like a handful of toys, but it was mostly baseball cards and comic books. And then the Rainbow Mall, they had a really cool KB. Yeah, Their KB did. toys, my God, I got so many toys there. And um, they were always like stocked. I, in fact, I remember finding the Death Star Gunner there, um, along with, was it a Mana Man? However you say his name. Yep. Uh, and this was years after they were like no longer being made. <laughs> um, tons of Ninja Turtles at that at that KB. And um, I want to say in the 90s, yeah, there was like a collectible shop in there, but I just never went really back to that mall. Um, I usually either went to the Toys R Us at the Summit Park Mall or drove out to the Galleria. And uh, cause they had a, they had a KB out there as well. I remember planning to go to the outlet mall, but getting lost and finding the rainbow mall and then doubling back on the way I got there to go back home. So I took one Oh four all the way in Niagara falls. And the first mall I had had to be the rainbow mall. Yeah. Um, you know, this is before like GPS and I, I could read a map. Um, Okay, so it's real. That's I all still, that matters. I still have nightmares about that parking ramp. Just, just FYI, <laughs> the oh yeah, the rainbow that was ball. So ramped. Well, it was it was also the extremely steep uh, yes. ramp leading in or out. Like I, I still have my car out. Yeah, okay, I have I'm nightmares not about exists. this place is a real place. I I have nightmares about getting into accidents there. Um, also. Really terrifying side story. Uh, it was it was <laughs> summer of '98. Uh, being hooligans with my friends, we had nowhere to go, so we were all like, you know, walking around Niagara Falls, and uh, we ended up going up to the top of the parking ramp at the Rainbow Mall. And this was like after midnight. You know, we're not supposed to be up there. We're we're just up there smoking and you know being dumb hooligans, and um, this car comes speeding up there about, about an hour after we were hanging out, comes speeding up there and stops when it sees us, just sits there. We can't see who's in it. Just got their headlights on us. They turn around and peel out and leave. So we're like, we should probably go. So we leave. A um, couple days later in the newspaper, there's a story about how a, a dead body was dumped on the third level of that ramp. Ooh. Yeah. So I've never been back since. So uh, moral of the story is Niagara Falls is a great place to visit. <laughs> Stay away from parking ramps after dark. Yeah, really. Don't walk more than like 100 feet away from the actual falls itself. <laughs> it, it, it scared the hell out of me. Like once I saw, saw that in the news, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, were those the people that dumped the body? Was this just a weird coincidence? Like. Uh, yeah. yeah, it still still haunts me. I'm, I'm gonna vent, yeah, I'm gonna gonna venture a guess and say that was not a coincidence. <laughs> Mike, do you want me to delete this off the show in case you know people are still trying to cover that up? <laughs> no, no, that's all right. <laughs> okay, okay, guys, plug time. Josh, what's coming out from Pikmin's Laboratories? And we got like 12 volt plugs. We got like 16 volt plugs. We got them weird European plugs. I got all sorts of. Pl- we got the ear plugs. <laughs> got nose plugs. Hair plugs. Butt plugs. Hair hair plugs. Butt plugs. Also, 
named Grimace. Um, <laughs> no, uh, so we've still got some there. I don't know what was up with my uh, with the Pikmin's big cartel, but for some reason it was uh, defaulting the glow in the dark masks to sold out over the weekend. Uh, I heard from two different people that were trying to buy them, so that issue is resolved, and there are masks, uh, glow-in-the-dark mini-masks in the shop right now. The shop is pickmansvinyls.bigcartel.com. Vincent agrees. Uh, the mini-masks are available. Uh, there are blank mini-masks available if you so desire to paint your own. Uh, and next up is going to be, I believe, the Orson Welles mini-bust is, uh, is what I'm going to do next. Nice. And then after that, the very exciting uh, original line of minifigures, which is the return to Bernie the Ghost Toast, which was the very first minifigure ever released from Pikmin's. Yep. That's awesome. Um, that is probably a week and a half to two weeks from when this airs. Mike, I just saw that your recording of Saw just dropped. What else yes, is indeed. coming up? Uh, well, we've still got a couple more episodes in our month of Who Done It films. Uh, next week will be Club Dread. It'll be episode 111. Um, and then after that, we're going to be closing out the month with Scream. But we also do have a special episode that will be coming out pretty soon uh, for one of our co-hosts' birthdays. So uh, Maurice has picked something very special for all of us. Um, so look for that on, uh, if you're not following us on Instagram or Facebook, it's the boogeyman's closet. Um, but yeah, so we got those coming up and then October, we have a lot of fun. We have, uh, we're doing a haunted house month, but it's going to be split between actual haunted houses, like, you know, the movie house or uh, paranormal activity and then haunted house attractions, like uh, the houses October built, Fun House, stuff like that. So it'll be uh, a mix of the two. So six, six episodes of each. And happy birthday, Maurice. Happy yes, birthday. Indeed. Who turned 40. Uh, he'll, well, he'll be turning 40 this coming week. Yeah. yeah. They grow up so fast, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, guys. I think we're going to call it a wrap for episode 14. This is Mike saying, be careful with pink eye. (laughs) Uh, I'm just going to say again, stay away from parking ramps after dark. And I'm going to remind everyone, don't buy farts in jars. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Those old ladies are tricky. Jar farts. They aren't good for you. (laughs) That's how you get pink eye. All right, guys, thank you for listening, and we will be back next week.
<laughs> Count, I've never followed you before. I haven't the time for it. No, Count, not even you will remember that you spelt Creepyhead with a K to avoid being sued by Play-Doh. Count, Facebook and Instagram likes please you, so grant me my friend request. And if you do not listen, to hell with you!